Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills, National Football Show. Good afternoon, everybody. Oh, by the way, right out of the gate, Xander didn't even have to set us up with this. Congratulations to the entire lineup at Jacob Sports for going over a million views. And the only reason we go over a million views is because of people like you guys. I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me, what you've done for our network. It's been an incredible journey. You know, sometimes you don't appreciate where your feet are and who you are and where you are at the moment when you're watching something grow. And it's really, truly because of you guys. I mean this with all my heart. You know, I've been in broadcasting. I've been in broadcasting now 33 years. And I've never been part of anything other than building my show. You know, I've done radio the majority of my life. And to see a number like this, you know, we were first starting out when we came aboard here. And now what we're doing with names like D. Gunn, uh, Barrett Brooks, um, you know, Mike Missinelli. Wait till the postgame show hits September 11th. I mean, my God almighty, this thing is becoming must view. And I just don't mean my show. I mean the entire lineup. It's really fantastic. And you know what I love the most about Jacob? Everyone's got a different niche. Everyone's got a different take. Most of the time when you watch or you listen to a sports station, TV or radio, it all sounds like white noise to me. Sounds like the same thing. Not here. We got different spins, different takes. My takes are completely different than sports take. The Morning Guys 365, the two new shows that we've added to the lineup as well. Hey, man, I could go on and on with this. And I appreciate everybody being part of what you've done just for me. And having Big Sills come out of the out of the pit, bring the show back up. See, they thought they were going to send all of us to Siberia. And here we are, man, building one of the fastest growing channels on YouTube. And we can't thank you enough. And thank you. Okay. Enough with the pleasantries. Enough with the pleasantries. And yes, it is Pitt, West Virginia. I can't believe college football. We're here already, right? What a big weekend in college football. We'll talk a little more about that later on. Actually, I played against both those programs. Actually, I've never been beaten by both those programs. That's another day. Okay. May I do this? And I'm not going to name any names. But I want to take a shot at somebody from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And I'm going to take a headline because I'm like everybody today. I'm a headline reader. Then I kind of fill in the blank, you know. Jalen Rager didn't deserve all the hatred from Eagle fans. Here, let me repeat this. And let me repeat this snowflake headline. 
And now I know, look, editors put the headline in, guys do the columns. I get it all. But Jalen Brager didn't deserve all the heat that he got from Eagle fans and all the hatred. Nobody hated Jalen Rager. They hated his performance. And it got to a point where the dude needed a new zip code. I'm with, I'm with Xander here. I don't hate the guy. I think what happened to him was the same thing that happened to Carson Wentz. You came to a city where, guess what? It's a no-shit city. And some guys don't like that stuff. Some guys can't perform with that. It's all good. Maybe he goes to Minneapolis, turns his career around. Nobody is sitting here saying that they hated Jalen Rager. They just didn't like the guy on the ball team, man. Thought he was taking space up. That's it. Wasn't performing. It's not personal, dude. It's strictly business. That's what Eagle fans are. That's what true good football and sports fans are. Hoss, it's got nothing to do with with whether or not you're a good guy or not. It has really nothing to do with it. You want to know the difference between Philly and Los Angeles? Here's what they're doing for Russell Westbrook. You know, Russell Westbrook doesn't deserve all the heat that he gets from media people. You know, it was a bad season, but let's see if he... Dude, in Philly, that guy gets killed. He gets killed like Ben Simmons. And not figuratively, please, snowflakes. You know where I'm going. You're going to get hammered for your performance in cities like Philly, Boston, and places like that. You're going to get hammered. You don't perform? Dude, I'm not trying to date you. I'm not trying to date you here. Okay, this is all about performance. And Jalen Rager needed a new zip code and a new scenery. Minnesota, great. How he moves them, they got picks. See what he does with the picks? Maybe they land on somebody. Maybe Rager performs well in Minnesota. And the thing turns into a fourth-round pick, which is a good pick. Who knows? You know, time to move on, man. I read that article. I started laughing. I'm going... He didn't deserve all the hatred. <laughs> okay, guy. Whatever, dude. You, dude, that guy writes in the wrong city. He really does, man. That guy needs to be, like, writing for, like, a Dover newspaper in Delaware. I mean, hey, does everybody hate Jalen Rager? I don't know Jalen Rager from a can of paint, guy. I don't know him from a can of paint. All I know is his number sucked. Time to move on. That's all that was, man. Jalen Rager and the hatred. Hatred? I don't know the kid. I don't know him to hate him. I just hated the way he played. Dude, (laughs) I get It's crazy. Matthew, either you perform well (laughs) in bed or we invite someone new in. Merry Christmas. Okay? Merry Christmas. All business, baby. Okay? You mean literally. Thank you very much. Um, I can always use an internet English teacher, as you can tell, Rage. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, Sil, sorry to tell you Hurts about to prove you wrong. GT, we got a Hurts topic here. We got a Hurts topic. 
And it's all because of Russell Wilson. I'm going to get to it here in a minute, okay? Let me ask you something before we get going, though. Please hit the like button. What's the identity of the offense going to be? I know what it was last year. Run the pill. Run the pill. What's the identity of this football team going to be as they get ready for the first week of the season against the Lions? I disagree with Barrett Brooks. I think this game's going to be close, and it, and I, but I do agree with him on this. It better not be. Or we may have a problem. Okay? I think that thing is going to be competitive. Eagles win, but the guys in Vegas only got it four points. Four points? I thought the Eagles had a dominant roster. Guys in Vegas who put the money on the table. They got different ideas about your Eagle team. All right. What's the identity? GT, run the pill. RPO? Who runs an RPO offense in the NFL? Dude, this is in Oklahoma State. This is the NFL. RPOs, Nathan? Who in their right mind wants to run RPOs in the NFL? Come on, man. Look at Rage, passing. Look at Peters, balance, balance. Hmm. Okay. Balance. Okay, 60-40. They want to pass. Hey, I want a Ferrari, but I can only afford my Hummer right now. <laughs> hey, okay. Unless we get the 4 million views a month, Xander's not getting me a Ferrari, okay? <laughs> not anytime soon until we get to that four or five million view, all right? When I get there, I'm good. But right now, Big Seals is in the Hummer, okay? Chip Kelly, I like it. Actually, that's kind of true, isn't it? They want the offense to look like Chip Kelly. They want it to look like that kind of style, don't they? <laughs> hey. I can get you an AMG at $4 million, $10 million for the Ferrari. Okay, let's keep plugging away, man. <laughs> RPOs, man. Are you kidding me? I don't ever want to hear RPOs and Philadelphia Eagles ever again in the same sentence. Please don't throw that at me. I want a professional offense. I don't want a gimmick or a college offense to try to win the NFC East. 30 pass, 20 run, 50 plays. Usually it's around 71 plays. Hey, Paul, Jeff McClain usually has good stuff, but man, is that a stupid article. <laughs> Dumb. I mean, why, why are you hating on Jalen Rager? Why are you hating on him? Shut up. Are you insane? Talking to Philadelphia Eagle fans like that. That's a clickbait article, man. It's totally a clickbait article. Take it from a professional. <laughs> okay? Take it from a professional like Big Sills. Well done, Jeff. Nobody in their right mind in Philadelphia hates that guy. They don't know him from a box of rocks. They just hate the way he played. He knows it too, though. Jay says, run the wishbone offense. Put Minshew in, baby. 
and Hurts at running back, I would be shocked if they franchise Hurts even after next season. Razor's getting to my topic. He knew it. You guys know it because of Russell Wilson's deal. I get it. I'm going to get to it here in a minute. So what, you guys can't answer that the identity of the football team is going into the season. You're telling me what you think it's going to be. What is it right now? I don't think they have one. I don't think they have one. Or, get this, they don't like who they are. They hate the fact that they're a run-first team. They hate it almost. Okay? They don't have an identity right now. Isn't this the same position we were in last year going into the Atlanta game? Isn't this the same thing? We didn't know what the identity was until after the first seven games last year. And we don't again. How do you know if you're a good football team when you don't even know who the frig you are? How can that be? How can a championship contending football team not have... I know who the Chiefs are. I know who the Packers are. I know who the Buccaneers are. I know the Bills. I got an idea who the Chargers are going to be. I, I know the Rams. What's the identity of the Eagles? They want to pass. That's not an identity. That You're hoping for that. Defensive juggernaut? Well, when I ask about the defense, I'll throw that out there, Fly. But right now, I ask you about the offense. Please, please read. There was a post Jalen Rager landing in Minnesota. And when the plane landed, Rager jumped up and said, touchdown. <laughs> uh, to be the first one he scored in three years. Uh, again, hey, good luck to you, kid. Hope the grass is greener on the other side for you. You think you know the Packers? Yeah, the Packers have a quarterback up there who's the first ballot Hall of Famer and the highest paid guy in the league. And he's been the two-time most valuable player back-to-back years. And they've won 13 games, three consecutive seasons. I sure know who that team is, Paul. You're damn right. I don't give a shit who you take off that team. As long as it's not Rodgers, I know who they have up there. You ain't beating that guy. RPOs. (laughs) RPOs. <laughs> you think you're beating Aaron Rodgers with RPOs? Come on now, dog. You ain't beating Packers with RPOs. <laughs> um, okay, we'll see. Again, right. I'm, I'll, how about this? You, I'll, I'll bet on Rodgers. You don't have to. I'll bet on Aaron, okay? Okay? Paul doesn't value young wide receivers. Popcorn. The um, Packers have developed wide receivers for the last 40 years because they've had two exceptional quarterbacks in the building. They don't, when you have quarterbacks like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, you don't have to waste first round picks on wideouts. Those guys will develop second rounders like Devont- Devontae Adams was a second round draft choice. He wasn't a first rounder. 65% of the all pros and pro bowlers in the last decade, have not been first-round wide receivers. Do you know that? There have been more non-first-rounders to make the Pro Bowl than first-rounders. What does that tell you? If you got the right guy throwing the ball, you'll be all right. If you don't, well, 
then you make mistakes like you do in Philly. Okay? We definitely know the Titans. Remember the Titans. So you guys today on September 1, hey, dude, we're 10 days out, out from the start of the season. You don't know the identity of your football team? You don't know the identity of your offense. Sounds like last year to me. We were asking the same question. I went back and looked at my notes. We looked at this. It was the same stuff. We're almost repeating it here. Almost repeating it. Well, they want to throw the ball, but you know who we are. We're going to run the ball. All right. (laughs) So on September 1, we have no idea what the offense is. But they've gotten better. But you still don't know who they are. Has their passing game gotten better? I don't know. Has the quarterback gotten better? I don't know. Has the running game gotten better? Well, it doesn't really have to get that much better. They were number one a year ago. That's kind of who you are still. You're not a passing team yet. You're still a dominant running team because your quarterback is your number one centerpiece when it comes to running the ball. Jalen Hurts is your top running back. It ain't Miles Sanders. Like, let me ask you a fair question here. Before I get to Jalen, who leads the... No one's asked this question, Xander. Who, um... Who leads the Eagles in rushing this year? Who who leads the who leads the um, Eagles in rushing? Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, or some other dude? Gainwell, okay. Gainwell we must be talking about a guy not having a thousand yards. The offense is balanced attack. It is? Since when? Oh, that's right. You guys added AJ. So that must be balanced. Jalen improving. Okay. Jordan Howard, of course. Hopefully it's Gainwell. Big Sills, the king of the media trolls in Philly. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you, Jet. Thank you. Boston Scott. Wow. Boston Scott's going to lead the Eagles in rushing. Kareem Hunt, you're not getting him. Stop with that. So who answer the question. Who, who leads the Eagles in rushing this year? Jalen Hurts for a second straight year, or is it going to be Miles Sanders or someone else? You can't answer this question. You ain't proven in your passing game. My take, I think Jalen still leads the Eagles in rushing. What does that mean? If he leads the Eagles in rushing, your passing attack did not get better. It did not get better. It didn't. Okay? Boston Scott, Sanders. Our running back quarterback, Jeremiah. Player to be named, according to Paul. So we're going to get the leading rusher for the Eagles this year off the street. Well managed. Yeah. Well-managed. It's going to be another trio-type deal, I think. Okay. Who leads the team in rushing, then, with this trio? Jalen, Miles, Gainwell, Boston Scott. 
Sanders, says Xander. You better hope it's him. Look at GT, man. 3,800 yards, 800 rushing. Man, that sounds like you guys really got better. Wow, 800 rushing yards. <laughs> Damn right. They better hope, man. It better be Sanders and not Jalen Hurts with that number of 800 rushing yards. Okay. Not Hurts, says Lucius. By the way, bottom of the hour, Philly 500 will join us. We'll get my boy's perspective on all this. Philly's going to join us at the bottom of the hour here. Okay. Here we go. Russell Wilson, $245 million with all incentives over seven years could reach a tick under $300 million at $296 million. 165 of it guaranteed. By the way, that's a win for the NFL. He's 33 years old, and that's a pretty big win, but it's a win for the NFL. Why is that a win for the NFL? Because Russell Wilson didn't get a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson did in Cleveland. People thought there might be a run on that. And you see, this is what Lamar's people, family, are hoping was that, get this, that Russell Wilson signed a guaranteed contract because it would have been back-to-back contracts that were guaranteed fully. That's a win for the league. That's a loss for the players, especially the quarterback position. Helps you because, again, that's going to be just a one-off on Deshaun, in my opinion now. Russell Wilson doesn't get a guaranteed, fully guaranteed deal. Now, well, Joe Burrow, that will be another conversation. Hat on a hat. Thank you for coming aboard as a first-time member. People, please hit the like button. You got Lamar Jackson out there, too. Okay? Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you becoming a new member of the program here. Eagles won the Super Bowl using an RPO system for Foles. Yeah, Anthony. Foles is a superior passer to Jalen Hurts. That's Tom Brady. He ain't the... Do you, you're not under the same uh, misguided thought that Jalen Hurts is as good a passer as Nick Foles, are you? If Jalen Hurts had to win a game, a Super Bowl, just throwing the ball, you're getting destroyed. He's got to use his feet to win games. That's Nick Saban. Okay? All right. Wilson gets 245. Let's just look at that number now. Where's Jalen in here? What's his market value? What do you think his market value is today? Going into the season. Not at the end of it. Let's start with a benchmark. Tell me what you think your quarterback is worth right now. Right now, today, with what he's proven and what he's accomplished, this could be a great conversation here because you got a quarterback in Baltimore and you got a guy who just signed and you got that dude in Cleveland. Look at the money. It's in the $46 million range. Okay? Now, but look who you're talking about. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. This kid ain't in that group. 
He ain't in that group. Don't kid yourself. Uh, September 1, he's not in that group. Is it unfair? Probably a little bit. Okay? Those guys, those guys have put successful seasons together. This guy was the caboose last year and getting carried to the playoffs. They changed the whole offense around, and they ran the ball to get into the playoffs. They didn't throw themselves into it, which he was a part of. He was the number one running back last year, a quarterback in the league. Fair enough. Fair enough, okay? Top five QBs, according to Xander. Rodgers, Wilson, Murray, Watson, Mahomes. Oh, and get this. Excuse me. That's all in paychecks. <laughs> and to me, paychecks tell you where you are in the room, too. So you think Jalen Hurts today is worth $18 million? GT says $40 million Jalen Hurts is worth today. Wow, you, you must be working for Howie Roseman. I'm asking you a hey, big picking. It's just a conversation. How much do you think your boy's worth today? How much is he worth on September 1 going into the season? Flex says 30 to 35 million. Anything less, let him get humbled on the open market. Hurts as of last year's performance, 15 to 20. Look at Rage, man. White says 14 to 15. Fat mattress, 30 million. What? 15, Razor. Today, 18. End of the year, 30 to 35 million. Didn't Baltimore make the playoffs last year? Don't kid yourself and start with that shit and say that you think that Jalen Hurts is better than Lamar Jackson. Please don't do that to yourself. You look like an idiot when you do that. Right? Okay? You look like an idiot. That's like saying that Jalen has the same ceiling as Russell Wilson. He, he doesn't. Russell Wilson's overrated. Of course he is. And what's your guy? James Hardy, $35 million. It's a good question, man. Look at the money that's being thrown around. Hey, by the way, Lamar Jackson is going to roll the dice and he's going to gamble on himself. Can you imagine what that guy, if he puts together another season like he did when they went 14-2 and two, and he starts beating and keeps beating these elite teams, he'll make $50 million on the open market. $50 million bucks. Russell Wilson... 245 million, 165 guaranteed. Lamar Jackson, if he gets through the season and has like a year he did a couple of years ago, he'll be making $50 million a year. Now, the win, like I said a couple minutes ago, for the NFL is that that Russell Wilson deal wasn't guaranteed. And I'm thinking the only reason that that contract is not guaranteed is because he is 33 years of age. If he's 25, like Deshaun Watson, that contract's probably fully guaranteed. Okay. Let's bring my guy in, man. Philly 500. Are you what ready? is up? I'm ready. Hey, hey, I was born ready, baby. I'm going to show you the hat. Oh, man. 
Which one do you want? I'm sending Philly 500 one of these hats. Which one do you oh, want? Man. The one on the right. The one on the right? The on All right. The... Yeah. I got a bunch of Are you sure about that? Oh, my God. Dude, Dude Jerome Brown, one of my one of, of my fa- favorite you know players should... of all time. You know what I should do, Philly? I got about a hundred of them. Wow. I should probably give them away, like throughout the season, a That's Jerome a Brown idea. hat. Only if yeah. they win. For every win, I give a hat away. Well, then you're going to be giving out a lot of hats, baby, because we're winning a lot of games. <laughs> That's right. Hey, man. That's all right. right. So, listen, I started this off. Russell Wilson signs a contract for $245 million, 165 guaranteed. Lamar Jackson, obviously, is going to try to play through the season. Maybe they get it done in the next 10 days. And Mm -hmm. we just saw what happened with Deshaun Watson. On September 1, in your opinion, Philly, what do you think the value of Jalen Hurts is today going into the regular season? If you were to write him a check, what do you think his value is? Right now? Yes. uh, If I'm projecting forward a little bit and – being positive about it, I, I think I think right around the forty to forty-five million dollar range. If you're going to extend them, uh, it, to me, if 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 you if you come up, if the Eagles come up and say, well, he's only worth about thirty to thirty-five million a year, then it's not worth keeping him. To me, he's got to fit that upper echelon to go pay a quarterback that kind of money. But if I have to project this year what I think he's going to do, I think he'll be about forty forty-five million. I think so. Look, that's the that's the benchmark. And know this, um, the franchise tag. Do you think that Howie would go through the franchise tag before they would extend him, or no. do you think that they would extend him? You 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 see them paying him two hundred million dollars. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it depends on performance, but I don't think there's any way that the Eagles are going to go and let him go into the last year of a contract and not decide. I think they decide one way or the other this year. They got two first-round picks, right, with uh, this upcoming draft. And, you know, the Eagles, look, they, they know how to – they know how to how – he, how he knows how to work these contracts. He It would cost him way more money if Jalen Hurts goes out the final year of his contract and, and plays as a top-ten quarterback. Then you're going to have to franchise him and pay him what, as a top three? I think they make their decision this year one way or the other. You mentioned him. What does Howie Vision mean to Philly 500? How he do last that. Offseason? How he do that. That's what I want. How he do that. Because I'm telling you what, I'm falling in love with this guy. You know, it, 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 I, I can't gotcha, help it. Gotcha. I, I, the thing is, is I don't know that I necessarily like his dress, right? I don't. Yeah. But Look I was at the thinking 2020 about, draft, Philly. I right. Mean, it's yeah. not the best. But I was thinking about this, Sills. So I was up after that, you know, after uh, after they made, the, especially the Jalen Rager trade, after it looked like we weren't going to get anything for him or be able to move him. I was thinking to myself, I, I kind of love this guy because, yeah, he may screw up the drafts, but – he gives us so much material in the offseason because he's always doing something. He's always active. He's not going to stand pat, okay? Uh, I think I think he's he's very entertaining as, as a guy who makes videos and, and talks about him on, on YouTube all, all day. I think any other GM could be a lot more boring than him. He's always going to do something. So in that on that level, I kind of love the guy. 
<laughs> you know, I kind of do. I'll tell you this too, man. Philly, when I look at what he's done this offseason and how he's constructed the team and how economically sound it's been, know this too. These are not 35-year-old dudes looking for their last meal no. as an no. NFL player. These are 24, 25. They're like one of the sixth youngest teams roster-wise yeah. in the NFL. And I made this statement yesterday, and you tell me if you agree or disagree. I don't know if they're the most talented roster in the NFC, but I'll tell you this, they're the deepest. And that just may win it by the end of the year because we all know the war of attrition is how that 17 team actually won it too. Mm -hmm. They were just deep yeah. in the most important yeah. position. Is that fair? I think it's very fair. I, I, I think it's I think it's very fair. I think they are very deep. Uh, for most for most part, there are a few positions that I still think they need some help on. I still think you need another running back. I still think you need another tight end. And and I do worry about about the the cornerback depth a little bit, but I mean you can't fix everything in one season, and and I expect Jalen Hurts to have a good year and get an extension. That's my expectations for him. But let's say just for argument's sake he doesn't. Well, any quarterback that they go out and get, look at what they're getting plugged into. I mean, two receivers, tight end, best offensive line. I mean, this is going to be a dream situation for any quarterback. So. They really have set themselves up. And, and Howie, I mean, to me, he's got the Cowboy fans sweating today. You know oh, that? Yeah. They, they, are, they are like nervous. Like I did a video saying Howie Roseman exposes the, the Cowboys front office because this is a team with Dak Prescott that should be trying to win. They can't do anything. Meanwhile, he's running circles. Oh, I need a safety here. I need to trade Jalen Rager. He got rid of Jay Jaw and Jalen Rager uh, in the same year. That's a guy who's saying, hey, I'm not afraid to admit my mistakes and fix it. And then get this. He sends J-Jaw to Seattle to be with DK Metcalf, who we should have drafted. Then he sends Rager to Minnesota to be with Justin Jefferson, who Never we should have drafted. He, he took it to them. Now they're going to have to look at those guys every day. I think he's genius. He's an evil genius. You know what, though? Big Pickin just said this about you. You have a psycho relationship with Howie Rose. I have, I have, a, I do. No, he's not wrong. I have a love hate with Howie. I do because uh, he infuriates me with some of the draft picks uh, before, you know, um, you know, and you got to think about Howie's history too, right? He takes over for Andy Reid. There was a time where it was known that people like football guys did not want to work with him. We heard that for a long time. They, they were GMs. They didn't want to work with him. He's not a football guy. The whole thing with Chip Kelly, right? Then he comes and he fixes everything, wins the Super Bowl, and then he kind of screws us up uh, for the next few years. We're going to salary cap hell. And then he went and fixed it. So I do. I have a love-hate with him, but I have to admit, I think he's the best GM in terms of trades, in terms of contracts. I just don't like some of his drafts. Uh, I don't necessarily trust him. I will give an official apology if he has one more good draft. I will put a suit and a tie on, and I will I will apologize to Howie for every bad word I said about him. Can I ever. give you my here, – here's my assessment of what's happened to him over the last three years. And I love what you just said because I had a personnel guy on with me yesterday, mm -hmm. and the number one thing he said, the same thing you said, Howie Roseman is not a personnel guy. But what he's done the last couple of years, 
And to yeah. me, I think since that 4-11-1, the whole Doug Peterson, the whole Carson Wentz, Philly, you've been following this team way longer than me with more passion than me. And I'll throw this into you. I think he's gotten better at listening to the people mm. around him and get this. That's why you see the Andrew Berry's, the Joe Douglas is getting jobs because yeah. if those guys are getting jobs from his front office, the guy, Waddell is now the assistant general manager in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think these last two years, I think they've given him a new light on how to build this team, listening to the personnel guys. And like you said, he's a wizard at the contracts. He's a capologist guy. So he sees what the team, how he's got a vision already of what the team looks like in two years because of these draft yeah. choices he's got last year. Am I right when I'm saying that? He's a better GM today than he was, yeah. say, even at 17. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, without question, especially because if you look at the last two year drafts, uh, it looks like he's hit on a lot of picks. Um, and, and I think that only comes from listening to your scouting department, your personnel department. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, so I, I'm, I, I'm amazed at what he did, especially the last two days. You know, he always pulls something that you don't expect. I I'm just entertained by the guy. Like, He's going to keep it fun all all season. Could be worse. We could be the Cowboys. Need a left okay. tackle, and we're just going for Jason Peters, who's forty years old. And I hope he goes to Dallas. And I hope he gets paid. And I hope he robs them blind. I do. <laughs> Philly, I'll tell you, man. I I I, I want to know why you're such a fan of Jalen Hurts. I mean. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, are just headstrong with the guy. And believe mm -hmm. me, I see all the things of the portrait, too. And mm -hmm. I believe it all. But here, when I hear the word potential, that means you mm -hmm. haven't done it to me. You mm -hmm. haven't done it yet when I hear the word potential. Yeah. Why yeah. are you so high on him? LB and all you guys are so high on him. What have you seen mm -hmm. so far that makes you say that this guy here is the answer at quarterback? Well, I mean, I, I, I like I said, honestly, I, I can't tell you for sure that I know he's the guy or not. I, I'm not that confident. But the thing about Jalen Hurts, I guess, for me, that makes me believe he is going to be, it's the stuff on the inside. It's the leadership. It's the intangibles. It's the work ethic. You know, a lot of these guys are all very talented when they come to the NFL, but it's like, you know, you need that something inside you. You need that mental... Uh, ability you need certain things inside that you can't teach I believe Hertz has the things you can't teach and I think that gives him a, a good shot to be the guy it's the things on the inside with him it's not necessarily he has the biggest arm or anything like that it's the stuff on the inside that's that's why I can buy into him I think he's got he deserves at least a chance I can't so say whether he is. He's got the Brady intangible in him. Yeah. The hard work, yeah. the dedication, I do. the understanding yeah. who he is. All of, yeah. I, I, call it, I call it the Brady intangible. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and if you look and watch how the, his teammates respond to him, I mean, you know, uh, like, I, I don't like think Brady. you can teach. Yeah, I don't think that is something you can teach. You know, you can teach mechanics. You can work on your accuracy. You can work on those things. The stuff inside, you know, maybe some of the stuff that Carson Wentz didn't have that we didn't realize at first. It does. He has. And, and yeah, I think I think Hertz has that. So that's that's where I I have a lot of hope in that he's going to show us something because P 
people can't measure that. They can't watch that on tape, you know? Here's my concern with that, though, okay, when we talk mm-hmm. like this. Okay. San Francisco went through the same exercise the entire offseason telling us how great Trey Lance looked, mm-hmm. how wonderful he is. A little yeah. came out and said he's got everything. Trey Trey uh, Williams, Trent Williams came out and said, this guy is going to be our guy, this and that. But at the end of the day, at the 23rd hour, as the season was getting ready right. to start, Philly, what did they do? They brought back Garoppolo because right. you know why? They watched the final preseason game, and they right. said that as much as they were pumping him up, just mm-hmm. like the Philadelphia Eagles have been pumping up Jalen Hurts the entire offseason, there's been – and I'm not – I think you should be giving good vibes to everybody in the building right. and what's happening. There's nothing negative. I'm not there with that. All I'm yeah. saying is I get a little cautious when I hear people overselling me a car. Yeah. Well, no, I I, I think that's fair. Um, but I got to tell you, man, it, it, my my perspective is is everybody seems to be crapping on him more than get huh. like I, I, I hear more people kind of like, well, you know, the Eagles are good, but they have Jalen Hurts. The Eagles could do this, but they have Jalen Hurts. I, so I, I, I don't see, I don't feel like I'm being sold something. I'm, I'm being told I should overlook something. So, so you think I, they look at him like the Raven team with Trent Dilfer? Hey, the Ravens are good, but they have Dilfer to deal with. I hear more of that than anything else, you know. So to me, I like I said, I don't, I don't know if he's a guy or not. I thought he did enough last year to deserve another year. We're going to see, but I, I like the stuff inside so far. I think that gives them a, a, a legitimate shot. And then you put a talented team around them. Uh, yeah, let's see what he can do. You know, I'm open to it. Three last questions. Who leads the team in rushing yards this year? Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. Because I think this is indicative of how this team progresses as a passing team. If Hertz is the leader, in my opinion, Philly mm-hmm. in rushing again, I don't think right. the passing game improves that much. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think it's Miles. I think it's gotta be Miles. I'm I'm very concerned about him and his injuries. I know he, he returned to practice today, but I think if Miles is healthy, I think he'll be the guy. I really do. I don't think they're going to run as much as they did. I think if they're running like they did last year, I agree with you. I think that's not a good sign at all. Who leads the team in sacks? Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick leads it. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, I think Sweat, and I'm with Barrett Brooks, I think that kid has shown me this offseason here. Maybe the most improved defensive lineman in Philly. Yeah, he's proven to me he's a, um, an every down defensive lineman. Last year, I thought he was a situational player. Mm-hmm. This yeah. year, I actually think this guy here can be a three down lineman. I think he's showing me he's got versatility now. I I like him. I think he's gotten better every year. Um, I I see him as like a. I guess I see him around like eight to ten sacks. I think Reddick is somewhere like around ten to twelve. And the reason I give it to Reddick is he's done it in two different places. Absolutely. That's that's a great. Who leads the uh, Eagles in receiving yards? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is going to be the guy. He's the man. I, I love it. Brown. Over Brown. Why? I think he leads in receptions and receiving yards, partly because A.J. Brown is going to is going to have so much attention, especially early in the year. I don't think people can stop this guy. 
Uh, you're pointing your second best corner on him. I think, especially early on, I think he, I think he has, I think he leads the team in receptions, receiving yards. I'm going to say AJ Brown and touchdowns. But I think, I think Devontae Smith's going to have a, he's going to crush it this year. That's my boy. Final question for you. Okay. Is Jonathan Gannon the defensive coordinator by the end of the year? <laughs> Always the toughest question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say he makes it through the year, but I think after this year, he's gone no matter what happens. You think they're a top 10 defense? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, I think. How come I, I'm I not did. buying that from you, dude? <laughs> I, I had it. I had it. I was thinking about the the, the, the acquisition of Chauncey uh, Gardner Johnson. I yep. think that changes things because I, I think that was a huge upgrade for the Eagles. Uh, so I'm going to say yes. Now, Jonathan Gannon is a concern. I, I think a lot of whether they could be top 10 depends on his aggressiveness. If he's sitting back and he's not blitzing, he's not going at getting the quarterback, then we're going to have a problem. Okay, man. Your boys Get them are ready. cigars ready. Get them cigars <laughs> ready. Hey, hey, man. We may be hey, for every every time they win, we're gonna have to smoke a cigar, and do a shot. Oh yeah. Shot. What do you think? I, I'm 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 game. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Philly, you're awesome, man. I appreciate awesome. it, brother. Hey, tell people Thank how you. to get in touch with you, man, so they can watch oh, your stuff too. Just type in Philly 500. You'll see. It'll say Philly 500 meltdown, or it'll say something like that. Just click on it, and, and you'll see my beautiful Denzel Washington-looking face. But I appreciate you having me on, man. I appreciate the hat, too, man. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Love Jerome Brown. I'm going to send that favorite? to you, man. You spend time with awesome. us. Big Sills, Big Sills make sure he goes out of his way. By the way, too, man, you and me with rants. I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it, brother. We'll catch up again. Awesome, man. That's my boy, Philly 500, man. Please hit the like button. Okay. We're going to go over all the things he said here. Hey, do me a favor also. If you are hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is your firm that will take care of you and your family when it comes to fair compensation. I promise you, there's not an attorney firm in the country that will take care of your family. For the People is not just a slogan. This is who they are and what they do. With over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philadelphia, New York and in Florida, nobody's going to protect your family like Morgan and Morgan. And there's no such thing as a small case. No such thing. Call them at 800-512-1600. It's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Go passionately. 
Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. By the way, I love this move the Titans made by putting Josh Gordon on the practice roster. I would have done that if I was Howie. Got nothing to lose. He got nothing to lose. Josh Gordon is better than any number three guy in the league. Okay? And if you get him at a reduced price and a cheap price... I wouldn't mind that guy on my ball team. Now, I get it. He's not trustworthy because of the marijuana stuff. I understand all that. I get it. But somebody like that, and by the way, we're talking pot here. That's not stretching me out here. We're not talking about wife beating here or sexual assault charges here. We're talking about a guy who, if he wants to remain on a football team, We'll keep the marijuana away for a couple months. Because if he does that, I'll take Josh Gordon as – I'll take Flash as my number three guy. I think that's a brilliant move by the Titans, actually. You lose nothing. There's nothing in it. Except for the fact that he'll be your best three, and he could be the best three at the price. This guy, Josh Gordon, should be making $15, $20 million. 
But because he's an idiot, he's making one. You're telling me you think Zach Pascal's better than Josh Gordon? You're crazy. You're crazy. There's not a dude on the Eagles outside of the top three guys. Is he better than Quez? I don't know. It's more reliable. Quez is more reliable. Okay. I, I, I don't I think that's a great move. Putting him on the, I, I didn't know you could put seasoned vet guys like that on your practice roster. I, I, I didn't know that you could that, that's a great move. It costs you nothing, man. And and if he comes in and gives you six, seven hundred yards as your number three or number four guy, shit, that's a win. That's totally a win, man. You'll take Quez over Josh Gordon. Okay. I'll take Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's a talent, man. He's one of the best talents I've ever seen at wide receiver. He's a fool. His problem is reliability, not durability, reliability. And it's a problem. I'm with you. But if you're telling me it only costs me a dollar in anything of reliability, I'm all good with that. It costs me a thousand. Then we're going to have a conversation where I'm not going to be so sure of it. There's no financial investment that the Titans are making into this. They're just giving up a practice roster spot for a guy who's a talented kid. I'm, I like it. He's not good anymore. Right. Right. You mean to tell me like you think Rager's better than Josh Gordon? Crazy. Okay. GT goes out. We get AB right now. Okay. Can you imagine Antonio Brown on the Eagles? Well, I, I don't have a problem with that. But the problem would be he still thinks he's Antonio Brown, Steeler Antonio Brown. Josh Gordon knows he's not Josh Gordon, Cleveland Browns. He knows that. So he knows who we are, who he is. Antonio Brown, that's more of a problem for me because that guy creates chaos. And the Eagles don't need self-inflicted wounds like that. You know what I'm saying? They don't need self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> Dude, Xander goes, he might punch Hurts in the head if he's not throwing targets at him. And see, that's not what they need. Because as I've been telling you, I don't think these wide receivers are going to have the numbers you guys think they're going to have. But they're going to be impactful in improving a passing attack that has not been improved. The Eagle offense is still archaic. It's still archaic. Your history is archaic. No 100-catch guy. In today's NFL, you've never had one at wideout. Never had one. Okay? Last 1,000-yard guy was 14. Hey, know this. You won a Super Bowl in that time frame. I'm all right with how you're doing it. I'm not as stretched and bent like everyone else on it. I'm not as I'm not I'm not as stretched on that. Hey, however you get to the finish line, I don't traditionally give a shit on it. I don't. I don't care. Okay? 
But a guy like Josh Gordon on your practice roster, that's a good thing, man. And how about this? If you see he sucks, you kick him off it. You kick him off it. And you put someone else there. No harm, no foul. I'd like to find out if he has something left. Andy Reid said he still thought he had something left, but they just didn't have room. They had other positions that they had to have more depth at. That's the only reason he didn't make the Chiefs. They actually liked him. Okay? They did. Sills, would you take T.Y. Hilton? I like the South Florida kid. I do. I like him. I think he went either to FIU, FAU. I don't know. I forget where he went. But I like the kid, but he's been banged up the last three years. But again, you're talking about him being a number three guy? Like Odell Beckham and shit like that? You put those dudes in your number three hole? Dude, I'm good with that. Trev, how you doing, brother? Hey, dude, Mario Cristobal texts me every day, man. Kane's football's back Saturday. I get it. Kane, football's on tonight, too, man. College football. FIU, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, he's just been banged up a lot the last couple of years. I would like to see if Alshon's got anything. Man, I'm dude, I don't like that guy because I thought he was a corner whisperer. Hey, this guy sucks. I hate him. Dude, you're paid to come in here and play football, not to be a locker room politician. I think Alshon Jeffries is a – I think he's a locker room politician. I don't need it, especially with a quarterback in the environment. And here's something, too, you got to think about with the Eagles. Eagles got a pretty damn good environment going right now. I don't know if I want to upset that by bringing a Stunat in. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want to bring a Stunat in the room when I got a pretty good environment 10 days out from the start of the season. To start, why would, why would I want to have a self-inflicted wound going into the year? I also liked what Philly 500 said. I would not want to be the Dallas Cowboys right now going into the start of the season. There are so many question marks in Dallas right now that you've got to be questioning whether or not you think here, here's what happens when you've got so many question marks like Dallas compared to what the Eagles have. You're quicker to quit. You're quicker to have this mentality. Watch this. Oh, shit, here it comes again. That's what happens in Dallas when they get behind in the playoff game. Once the Cowboys get behind in the playoff game, what happens? They bury themselves. Penalties, illegal procedure, Pre-snap penalties, offside stuff. You start seeing that shit and you go, they start self-inflicting wound themselves, you know? And you're quicker to do that. You got a team like the Eagles, you're going to grind a win out. You're going to grind it out. Because you think you can beat people in a fist fight every time you step into the ring. That's what the Eagle mentality is right now when they go into this start of this season. They know they're in every fist fight with every single person on this schedule. There's not, hey, and I will give you this. You're not going to win every game. But I'll tell you this. Every single one of these opponents you have, tell you what, man. You're going to be in a fist fight with the Eagles. Packers included. Titans too. That's going to be, hey, that Titans game is actually going to be a football game that you may need two mouthpieces. Of all the games that you have on your schedule, 
That Titans game may be the most physical game that you play all year. You know Mike Vrabel's going to show up in a Sherman tank. (laughs) Okay? You know that team's going to show up, and they're going to play, okay, at Lincoln Financial. Like, these guys just stormed the beaches of Normandy. They're going to play like that. They may not win, but you you better have your pads on that day, and you better – you better be low in your stance because that's going to be a big hitting game, man. Okay? That's going to be a big hitting game. Cowboys got so many issues. Every single team in the NFC East is there for the Eagles to take out to the backyard and beat them like a rug. Giants, Washington, Washington kind of. I don't know what they're going to look like. I have no idea because of Wentz. They're probably of all the teams in the East, a team that I go, what shows up? You're not going to have Chase Young early, maybe for the first four games. How's that going to look? Are they going to be better by the end of the year? I don't know. I don't know. And the Eagles are rolling into the season like they're getting the troops ready to storm some beach somewhere. Everybody's ready. Jason Kelsey's practicing. Miles Sanders was practicing today. They got everybody ready. And you've got 10 days to amp it up and ramp it up. Right? you got 10 days to ramp this thing up. How should they be preparing for this Lions game? I'm going to hit on that. I want to go back to that contract that we were talking about. Philly thinks that right now he's in line for a $40 million contract extension. How many years would you give him? I'll tell you what I think. Hit the like button, hour two. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. 
revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour two, National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. Please hit the like button. What do you think Lamar Jackson is worth? What would you pay him? What would you pay Lamar Jackson right now? Per year in Baltimore. Unanimous MVP, led the NFL in touchdown passes, 1,400 yards rushing one year. Went actually two and also wins. In wins, he was 14-2 and two one season when fully healthy. Yuri says $45 million. G says $50 million. Fat matches $45, $250 million. I'm assuming that's going to be over... Five years, BC, 45 million for four years, 120, says Rage. 205, Norris, GT says drop 50 million on him. BC MVP, Dak is turning into a bad investment for Jerry. Well, I, I completely think he has a massive year this year to show everybody he can win big games. Because Dak Prescott has not won big games. You know, if I'm going to be critical on Jalen Hurts not winning significant games, what's the most significant game that Dak Prescott has won? That Seattle playoff game? Did they beat, I'm, I think they beat Seattle in the postseason. That was like three years ago. Am I right when I'm saying that? I thought there was like a significant postseason win he had where he beat Russell Wilson. Um, I forget what that was, but I, I, I thought he beat Russell Wilson in the playoffs. And to me, that's probably the most significant win that he's ever had. Okay. It's probably the most significant win because I really can't think of another one. Dak has done nothing with way more talent. True. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Quite frankly, the only thing you had last year, well, you could say the same thing about Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Well, that's not true. Well, wait a minute. 
the Eagles had the number one rushing attack in the league and the Colts had the number one runner. They only had Michael Pittman and went still through for 27 touchdowns and seven picks and was nine and eight and won as many games as Jalen in a tougher conference than the NFC. And Wentz did more than Jalen last year. Okay. He's just in a more talented conference, the AFC. Okay. So, I mean, Wentz actually did more than Jalen last year. But hey, he had worse moments than Jalen, too. Again, that's one thing you're always going to get with me here. I'm going to be fair on the conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Brian, I I remember that Seahawks team wasn't all that hyped up. What teams made the playoffs last year? They won't this season. We'll hit on that a little bit. They picked up a running back just for depth and lost to Jacksonville. I, I get it. I get it. He had a better year, though, than Jalen did last year. He beat more significant teams, too. Carson Wentz had a better year last year than Jalen did, throwing the ball too. But it's a fact. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm not suggesting to you any other thing than the fact that. And were the Eagles was the, were the Eagles better? Yeah. He just wasn't better than Wentz. You can't line anything up and tell me where Carson Wentz didn't outplay Jalen Hurts last year. Care what you say. He beat play. He beat the Bills. He beat numerous playoff teams. What up, Jeff Bone? Statistically, yes, but the dude is a basket case. Brian, yes, I buy that. I'm with you, man. And I said it on that Monday, and I'll never forget looking at Xander and telling him the same thing. You can't lose to Jacksonville. You cannot lose to Jacksonville. And that's why he's no longer in Indianapolis. Absolutely, you cannot lose to Jacksonville. How much credit does Hertz get for making the playoffs? As a runner, a ton. As a runner, they were the number one running attack because of him. Absolutely. As a running quarterback, he gets a lot of the credit with the O-line. They didn't throw themselves into the playoffs, and when they had to throw, they got annihilated. Boy, Brian, that's a name from the past. Jeff George 2.0. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Tall running back, Ohio State. Ohio State puts out good backs. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you would pay Lamar Jackson $50 million. Let's just go 45 to $50 million. Okay. Are you trying to suggest to me that you're going to pay Jalen Hurts to say Howie Roseman? And Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, is going to pay him the same money. When I look at Dak Prescott and I see $42 million, do you think I see Deshaun Watson? When you look at Russell Wilson, do you see Dak Prescott? Just because there's a market price for a starting franchise quarterback doesn't mean you're not going to overpay for some of these guys. How many people think that the Cowboys, and by the way, Dak's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. 
And one hand, you guys are telling me, you guys like telling me that Dak Prescott is overrated. And yet he's better than Jalen. And he makes $42 million a year, 42 to $45 million. Are you trying to tell me you're going to, you're going to pay more to Jalen Hurts, who's not better than Dak Prescott, $45 million? You just got through telling me Dak's overrated. He's better than Jalen. He's a better passer. But you want to pay a guy $45 million because he has Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That's why you're paying him? I got a problem with that. He ain't better than Dak. As an Eagle fan, it hurts to admit. Hey, and by the way, Rage, I want to make sure everyone knows when I say that, I think the Eagles are going to have a great year, and I think the Eagles are going to have a better record than the Cowboys. He's not better than him, though. You see that all the time. Guys overpay for The Cowboys are notorious for overpaying positions. We know this. The Eagles are not. What is the one position that you could tell me that the Eagles have overpaid for over the last 10 years? Wide receiver? Alshon Jeffries? Do you think you overpaid for A.J. Brown? Hey, that's a good question, too. You think they overpaid for A.J. Brown? Dak was better than Wentz, and the Eagles chose Wentz over Super Bowl-winning Foles. Dak's a better passer, but Hurts has a run game and doesn't turn the ball over. He still wins games. I didn't suggest he doesn't. I said he's not a passing quarterback like Dak. Dak is superior when it comes to throwing the ball. Overpaid for Wentz, okay? Fletcher Cox? I think Fletcher, man, I don't know about overpaying for Fletcher. So, Seals, are you saying if Dak was on the Eagles, he would be worth the money? I wouldn't have paid Dak Prescott $42 million. I would have let him go on the open market, and I would have let him test the market. I I, I didn't – I never said that, Xander. I didn't say that they overpaid for Fletcher. I don't think so. Fletcher, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think they overpaid for him. Even when he was at 18 million, I don't, I, I don't. I think Fletcher's, I think he's, I think he's all good. I, I, I don't have a problem with him. I do have a problem with $30 million lined up in my two defensive tackles, though. You got $30 million lined up in two players in your DTs, and you just drafted a guy, which means one of them guys is gone. Okay. One of those guys is gone in the offseason. Hardgrave or Fletcher? You got 30 million bucks. You got 12.9 lined up in Hardgrave, and you've got 14.4 lined up, both of them going into their last years of their contracts, too, and will be free agents at the end of the year. One of them guys is gone. They ain't bringing both them dudes back at $15 million. That ain't happening when you just drafted a guy 13th. Use your common sense here. Fletcher Cox's final season in Philadelphia is this year. This is a this is a goodbye. Ain't putting $15 million on him. Now, he may take less money. 
Because Fletcher might see something there and put it around incentives. He may be the one staying if he has a comeback season from what he did a year ago. Hardgrave's a younger guy. They'll probably keep him, though. And by the way, it's just the league. It's just the way it is. Adamic and Sue turned out to be a gypsy his last couple of years, going from L.A. or Miami to L.A. to the Bucks. He turned out to be a guy at the end where he was chasing paychecks and championships, too. It's no, it's no shade on guys. That's what the league is today. It's all good. Okay? They would ha- he would have to take a huge p- pay cut. Trey uh, Sermon, I saw that. The Eagles signed him. Good. Got some depth in the running back position. A dude. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs and got elite. Okay? Jalen Hurts is not Josh Allen. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Never at any time in his life has he ever shown the accuracy as Josh Allen. Ever. Even at Oklahoma. That's something you're either or you're not. Look at Peters trying to get paid by the Cowboys. Good for him. Good for him. What's wrong with that? I don't have a problem with a guy being called. Shit, they tried calling Whitmore the Cowboys, the guy who just retired from the Rams. That's how desperate they are. What? Are you guys under some impression you don't think that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones haven't called Howie Roseman on Andre Dillard? You you don't. There was no way Andre Dillard was ever getting cut. The Cowboys and the Bucks would have Giants would have swooped that guy up in five seconds. Five seconds. That guy's not getting released. Quarterback has been our most overpaid position. That's why they're not going to pay Jalen Hurts $45 million. I think they would franchise tag him. Okay? Steven says that Baltimore is not going to re-sign Lamar. Lamar... Jackson then will get $50 million on the open market. He'll get $50 million. Who would you rather have in Chicago? A 26-year-old Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields? You're high if you say Fields. Who would you rather have in San Francisco? Trey Lance or Lamar Jackson? You put Lamar Jackson on that 49er roster... They'll go 16 and one. You put Lamar Jackson on the Eagle roster. They may go 16 and one. I wouldn't doubt Tobin in Cincinnati wanted Dillard. Yeah, give me all the stats you want. Use your eyeball test, dog. There's no way on the planet, Brian, you sit here right now and go at any time, even when Shady McCoy first got to Buffalo, he said there was something magical and special about Josh Allen. Even when he was struggling in his second year, he said, this guy may not be today, but he is special. He is special. No one has ever said that about Jalen Hurts' passing potential. Yeah, Xander, we said it. Trace uh, Sermon, uh, 
Ohio State running back is a member of the Eagles. More depth. It's good. Love Shady. Love Shady McCoy. Josh Allen's 6'5". I know who he is. I watched him when he was in the Mountain West at Wyoming. Not a very good senior year. Pretty good sophomore year. He had more talent. And he's getting the best coaching he's ever had in his entire career, all the way from high school to Wyoming to now in Buffalo. He's had people like Brian Dable. He's had people like Ken Dorsey around him. Sean McDermott talking to him about defenses and teaching him how to read defenses. This guy's basically gone to Harvard when it comes to playing the quarterback position and understanding the position, being educated on the position. Not everybody has the same understanding of even we hear Patrick Mahomes saying it. You know, all these people keep talking to me about Lincoln Riley and all these great quarterbacks he's produced. Who? Who has he produced? Kyler Murray? Of all the quarterbacks in the league, Kyler Murray might not be in my top 10 that I would pick to win a game. Okay? He might not be in my top 10 if I had to go. If I have to pick 10 quarterbacks to go and win a Super Bowl and you give me 60 minutes, would Kyler Murray be in the top 10? I don't think so. Okay? I don't think so. Who's Lincoln Riley produced? Right? Xander's like, not mine either, man. Baker Mayfield? I mean, what quarterbacks have come out of Oklahoma where they call this guy some sort of QB whisperer? Well, you, you turn dudes that are suspect into decent players. Hey, welcome to coaching. <laughs> welcome to coaching. Turning suspect guys into stars. Okay, well, usually that's what a good coach tries to do. Nobody said Josh Allen was a bust ever. That is another lie. Philly D, nobody on the planet with any sense said Josh Allen was a bust in Buffalo. Nobody. Everybody kept saying, wow, this guy is a unicorn. Okay? That roster struggled. They started putting better pieces around him. They went and got Stefan Diggs. They improved the O-line. They improved the defense because they knew there'd be a ton of three and outs. That's kind of what they've done in Philly. They've rebuilt the defense because why? They know there's going to be a ton of three and outs early on in the year like there was a year ago because they're going to try to throw the ball. Nobody said that. Absolute lie. Okay? Nobody said Josh Allen was a bust. Shit, they just basically said that Baker Mayfield was a bust after 65 starts. Surprised they didn't get Mac. He's a Sirianni guy. Well, because Howie doesn't want... Hey, Howie, Howie doesn't have a lot of room to maneuver right now with that cap. Xander educated me on the cap in Philly. There's not a ton of room in there. He's pretty much done all the work he can do right now. And most of the things would be done with sixth and seventh rounders. And that's why 
getting the kid CJ from the Saints and you're moving around sixth and seventh round draft choices and a player and you land on that guy, that's what makes that move remarkable. In my opinion, in the offseason, if we were deeper in the offseason, you might get a three or four for the kid. He's a starter. He's versatile. Play him in the nickel. Play him at corner. He's good enough to play safety. He's big enough to play safety too. Okay? Hey, Seals, do you think there's a chance that Howie already made the decision to move on? No, I don't. Kyle, because here, I don't believe that that decision has been made. But what I do believe is, I think they had, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think the front office sat down with the owner and said this, I'm going to trade with the Saints. I have an opportunity. There's no way he did not clear this through Jeffrey Lurie. You guys tell me if you think I'm wrong. You don't trade first-round draft choices away without talking to the owner. You don't own the team. You run the team. There's no way he made that Saints move without the owner knowing. So what he did was he contacted Mickey Loomis. I actually have some insight on it, but not all the T's crossed and I's dotted. He talked to Mickey Loomis. I want to trade. I want to get and how they work that extra first-round pick next year. Then he goes to the owner, and he says to the owner, I got a chance to make a trade and get two ones next year. It's a talented, rich NFL draft. When it, By the way, I got some names. Bledsoe just ranked the top five, I think it is, quarterbacks. And there's a new ranking for the upcoming class. And I kind of want to hit on that a little bit. We'll do that at the bottom. There's no way he didn't go in there and say, I'm going to make a trade. We're going to hedge our bets. We're all hoping Jalen Hurts absolutely comes through. Because the Eagles don't want to pay $35, $40 million. Why? Because this gives them the chance to build the roster still and continue it. That's why if you drop the franchise tag on his ass at $35 million, you're still ahead of the game. Because the open market price for these guys now is between 46 and 50. You're still going to have $10 million to $15 million in cap room if you franchise tag the kid. Plus, it gives them a chance to build the team up even more around them. Okay? They're hoping all that. Then you could take that first round draft, those two ones you have. You might want to move up. And God forbid you land on Will Anderson. I doubt it. He's probably going to be the third player taken because these quarterbacks will get elevated and evaluated higher. Look, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are not better talents than Will Anderson. But the position's valued more. That's why when you pay for quarterbacks, you miss. And sometimes you overpay for those guys because why? They were over-evaluated in the draft. Look at Josh Rosen. Look at Baker Mayfield. Look at Brandon Whedon. Look at Carson Wentz. Look at Jared Goff. These are all dudes that were over-evaluated and then overpaid. It's the position. 
Will Anderson's the better player. He's the best player in the country. There's nobody better than him. Nobody. It's Saban's greatest player. Will Anderson is Nick Saban's greatest football player he has ever coached and recruited. Bar nobody else. That includes Derrick Henry. This guy's going to be like Derrick Thomas coming into the league. You think that kid from Georgia would have been a number one overall selection in the draft? If Will Anderson had decided to put his hand up and want to come out, he'd have been number one. BC Stroud is not. BC is in that stupid room of Ohio State quarterbacks are good still. Good night. In 160 years of football, Ohio State has never produced an NFL quarterback worth a shit. And all of a sudden now, C.J. Stroud is going to be that guy. Good night. You've got to be kidding me. He, hey, he's the savior. <laughs> right. 160 years. OSU's been playing football. They've never had a quarterback worth a shit. Well, maybe Arch Schleister a little bit. Do your research before speaking on quarter. Name me one. Name me one quarterback from Ohio State you land on. Name me one. One. One guy that came out of that school that was worth a shit. Name me one. Oh, Joe Burrow, you're going to take credit for a guy you kicked out of school? (laughs) He went to LSU, won a national title in a Heisman. And look at the Ohio State people taking credit for it. That's, that's beautiful. Ryan Day said, no, Justin Fields and God bless his soul, Dwayne Haskins were better than Joe Burrow. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Nobody's talking about Wyoming or Oregon being quarterback factories, but I'll tell you, Oregon quarterback that's in the Hall of Fame, his name is Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts, Oregon, Hall of Famer, NFL. I agree, Xander. I think Fields has played better. Okay? Oregon has a Hall of Fame quarterback. His name is Dan Fouts. He played for the Chargers. Do your homework. Do your homework. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't start barking at me like that. Troy Smith, another great one. Holy cow, man. Didn't the Ravens try making him a wide receiver? <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, BC. It's all good, man. I would say this to you. Take the rest of the day off. It's all good, brother. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Josh Allen shouldn't have been drafted because Wyoming's had no... Oh, nobody said that, jackass. I said Ohio State's never produced a a quarterback ever. Wyoming has. Wyoming has. And by the way, 
I'll give you another better one. Take a look at Purdue in the Big Ten when it comes to quarterback history. See, Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. Um, Lynn Dawson, Hall of Famer. Bob Greasy, Hall of Famer. Shit, even Jim Everett was good. He, he was a good player. I mean, I, I can name you five guys that went on to superstar status in the NFL out of Purdue. Can't name you one from Ohio State. Can't name you Bobby Hoeing. <laughs> yeah, ask <laughs> Bobby Hoeing. No, man, I love you guys. So if I'm the Eagles, man, you think that organization's not going to fran- – they're going to franchise tag that guy. Okay? They're going to franchise – they're not going to give him a contract. They're not going to give him a three-year, $45 million contract. Do you really see the Philadelphia Eagles doing that? No way. They'll, they'll, they'll treat him like Dak a little bit here. Now, if I were Jalen, I would do exactly what I said earlier. Hey, and by the way, we're doing this because Russell Wilson signing his contract. I said this before, Xander, and I'll say it again. I would sign a $35 million three-year deal. Okay? 25, 27. I'll be 27 years old. And if the guy balls out, the Eagles are going to come to him and go, we're going to restructure a deal and put an extension on that where we're going to sign you to a five-year contract at 45 to $50 million. I think that's how they're going to handle it. And Jalen's going to go like this. I'll take it. Okay? That's what I would do. I might guarantee you more of the money, too, because you've been such a good sport and you've been a true trooper. Xander goes, that's what I'd like to do, but his agent might not take a dollar under $40 million. I, I, I don't know what his stance would be if they're running the ball. That's why, again, how he looks this year, too, is going to be a point. Because then the Eagles could turn around and look at them and go like this. Shit, man. I'll get Tyrod Taylor to run the offense. If we're just going to run offensive quarterbacks and he's going to be the leading rusher, I'll just get an RPO guy in here. If, if you're at 3,200 yards passing, 3,300 yards passing and 20 touchdowns, he ain't getting $50 million. That's why I might want to take the 35 with a sign-in bonus. Give him a chance to improve. He's going to improve this much, not what you think this much. Not even Josh Allen did that. Not even Joe Burrow, not even Aaron Rodgers. This guy's not Aaron Rodgers. Give him a chance. You want to pay him 45? I'm not paying that guy $45 million. I don't give a shit what he does. Okay, if those were 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns, it's a different conversation. I get it. Okay. GT goes, well, well then, GT, what team in the NFL do you think would give Jalen Hurts $45 million at the end of the year? Who would give him $45 million? The Bears? Who? The Jets? They don't have any pieces up there. Who? The Niners aren't. They're quarterback hell right now. The Packers? 
Packers ain't doing that. What team in the NFL would pay Jalen Hurts $45 million outside of Philly? The Ravens would never. Oh, wait a minute. They're not going to pay Lamar Jackson $50 million or $45 million, but they'll pay Jalen? <laughs> okay. You guys are high on Jalen Hurts. That is not happening. Here, wait. Let's get rid of Lamar. And sign an unproven guy who can't throw the ball $45 million. With no receivers in Baltimore. Shit, in Philly, he's got AJ and Devontae. What again do you have in Baltimore? You got a tight end. The Texans ain't paying $50 million for that guy. <laughs> My God almighty. Baker got overpaid. They're not paying. Red says they're not paying Jalen that kind of. This, hey, Red, this is why I'm saying if I were them, uh, hey, if they're so sold, why aren't they talking contract now? You guys make it sound okay. GT and all the rest of you guys, if this guy's in the room with $45 million right now, why aren't they talking today? Or do you think they've already started talking contract with him? You think the Eagles have already, Joe Burrow, they're starting to talk to Joe Burrow. They're going into his third year now. The Bengals are starting to talk about contract extension with Burrow. Didn't Kyler Murray just get paid with two years remaining on his contract in Arizona? So do you think that the Eagles have been talking to Jalen Hurts about a contract extension? Russell Wilson got paid today. (laughs) Lamar's in line for big money. Deshaun got the Brinks truck. He's got the ultimate deal. GT goes, they have, I think. GT, I think they kind of have started it a little bit too. I don't think gas pedal stuff, you know what I mean? Where you're stepping on it. Justin says Washington is known to spend money and have bad free agent signings. <laughs> I hate to do this, but you're right. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, man. <laughs> um, all around says they already started contract talks with themselves. I, I, Mike, you don't think so? Well, shit, everyone's talking in Philadelphia like it's, it's a no-brainer. He's having massive success. Well, if that's the case... Why did Howie why did Howie make that move with the Saints? Doesn't that move with the Saints make you pause on the salary and an extension? Or do you think that was out there for the agent? Think of that. Hey. Howie vision. Howie vision strikes again. Howie Vision strikes again. I think I figured this thing out. I think I, 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 Howie Vision. I got to do, I need time. Howie Vision. 
Howie Vision has struck again. I'm going to lay a scenario out for you. You know Big Sills is a pot stirrer, right? You know that I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I am. I won't lie to you. I think I got it. I think I got it. I'm going to lay it on you here. Hey, don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. We'll do it, by the way, after the timeout here. Um, Look, if you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one attorney firm for you to call. That is Morgan & Morgan. Please do me a favor and call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. With over 800 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, there is nobody bigger in the country that will protect you and your family's rights when it comes to getting you fair compensation. No one in America will make it happen like Morgan & Morgan. There's no such thing as a fender bender, and they will not be intimidated. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sills sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. an icon a philadelphia treasure he's a mentor a pace setter jim is my north star he's trusted revered appreciated he is action news he's compassionate honest and fair he is extremely dedicated motivated and always seeking the truth he's also funny we are a team of many jim gardner is our leader and we're lucky to have him At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. These Cavender twins, man, at UM, very talented basketball players, to say the least. You just gave me the U sign, Haley Cavender. I suggest you go look at her. She plays basketball for you, and uh, her and her sister are doing very well with the nil down in South Florida. So she just sent me a University of Miami deal. She's like this, and I'm like, only to be young again, my friends. That's somebody for Xander. Xander, Haley Cavender. Take a look at them. Both of them, too. They're twins. They play basketball for the University of Miami. Trust me when I tell you. And they're from Phoenix. So, um, yeah, I, I was actually shocked, and I go like this. I'm a 60-year-old old man. She goes, no, man, you're a legendary cane. And I go, yeah, it's all good. I'll hook you up down there if you need something. You got, Hey, you – you just Xander, do me a favor. Take a look at Haley Cavender, University of Miami. You could do it on Twitter too, probably. Anyway, so I have figured out how we vision. This is so unbelievably set up for the Eagles in negotiations. Let me tell you how I think this is going to play out. Let me see if any of you figured this out. Um, how he will have the NFL in the palm of his hands if he can land Stroud or Bryce. I'm an old man. Leave me alone. Hey, Timothy, I, I can't believe how great looking they are too, man. And they're hoop players. Unbelievable. How he's in the driver's seat. He will offer. Oh, Leo, you're there. You're there. Let me get to it then. Okay. How he is in the driver's seat for Jalen Hurts. Jalen has no leverage, even if he plays well. And by the way, that's probably the only leverage he has is that he's got to play out of his mind. Okay? He's got to play out of his mind. Okay? He does. For him to have any kind of leverage. <laughs> I'm, I'm not repeating. What's <laughs> My aunt watches the show. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Richie. Thank you very much. Okay. I appreciate it, but follow me here. So he's got two ones next year. Correct. Say Jalen plays good enough to win 12 games. They win the East. They get, God forbid, everything works out. And they get into the NFC title game. People are going to start barking like they did with Dak Prescott. Pay the guy. Pay the guy. Pay the guy. 
And there's precedent now with some of these guys, especially with Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. How he's going to go to the agent and go, well, here's what we're going to do. We'll offer him a three-year contract at $35 million a year. Here's a sign-up bonus here. We'll pay you this. We'll give you $100 million over the next three years, and we'll guarantee $75 million of it. That's a lot. 75% of it you're guaranteeing. That money. And he's making $35 million base as an average throughout that three years. He'll only be 27. If he balls out, you know the Eagles will come to him and offer him a $45 million deal. And if they don't like it, well, how he fires back and says, we haven't improved enough for us to give you a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson deal. I'll go into the freaking draft with my two number ones and I'll go take a quarterback and I'll have him on a rookie contract again. So if Jalen doesn't ball out, say he doesn't throw for 4,200 yards and 35 touchdowns, which he needs to just to have some leverage, how he's got the leverage. He's got the team built around him for someone else already. Like John McMullen's been saying, and get this. If Jalen doesn't like it, he didn't improve that much. We won in spite of him. With all that being said, you know they love him. You know how much they like him. How he has those first-round draft choices out there for Jalen's agent, and he's just swinging those things like cannolis. You think you're getting 45? I'll go get me one of those guys like Bryce Young in the draft. How you doing? Jalen Hurts ain't getting $45 million on the open market, and he knows it. Give a shit who it is. Just like Dak. Where the Cowboys failed was, they paid him after he even hurt his wheel which made it even more obnoxious. Then they let go Amari Cooper. Deshaun Watson did not want to go down that same route like it happened in Dallas. Once they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, what did Deshaun say? I am fucking out of here. I don't want anything to do with the Houston Texans. Didn't you find that a coincidence? When DeAndre Hopkins got sent to Arizona, Deshaun was like this. Why am I staying again? Howie Roseman has the best of both worlds big time. Do I think Howie's rooting for Jalen Hurts to be a success? Kind of, because you know why? No matter what it is, if there's any kind of success in Philly, they got to up that salary. He can't keep making 1.1 million bucks. I mean, of all the contending quarterbacks in the NFL, this guy's making 1.1. One of the guys talking about CJ Stroud, that BC guy, he makes more money than Jalen. Jalen's not better than the quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. I'm sorry. As a passer, dude, he's not. Dan, what do you think of the Eagles getting Sermon today? He, they add depth. 
He's not a frontline guy. He's more of a red zone dude, I would think. I think it's a good addition. But again, the Philadelphia Eagles believe in by committee when they run the ball because they're more invested in the O-line. Anybody can play running back in Philadelphia. But not everybody can play O-line and make that front five. The front five is where it's at. Can you imagine Derrick Henry playing behind that front five? (laughs) He might have 3,000 rushing yards. I would give him the ball every down. I wouldn't. Hey, wouldn't you? I'd give Derrick Henry the ball every down. Every down. All four downs, too, maybe. You think that guy was on pace for 450 carries? I'd give that guy 500 carries this year if I had Derrick Henry on the Eagles. And guess who my quarterback would be? I don't care. I, I, I don't care. I don't care who my quarterback is. Hey, it's great to see that they gave him a contract extension or he worked his deal. They should because he's the bell cow. He's always been. It was never A.J. Brown. He was the third dude in the room there. That's why they let him go. Hey, guess who got guess who got A.J. Brown's money? Derrick Henry. Kitchen McCaffrey is so overpaid. He, 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 Carolina ran that guy in between the tackles. Why? He's a buck 88. And you're running that guy in between the tackles like he's Brian Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, the guy ain't that. Seals, you're funny. What will you say to Howie if... Oh, I missed it. Seals, you've been running back Robinson from Texas. I like him. Um, I like him and the uh, – well, who's the other kid? Oklahoma State? Miles Sanders is skating on thin ice. Dude, he's been skating on thin ice for two years. Stroud's amazing as a passer. Yeah, man. Hey, beat Northwestern. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, Parks says, dude, you're a hater. No, I'm a realist. Okay? I'm a realist. I think I, I think Bryce Young Bryce Young makes five and a half six million dollars a year. Anyone remember Ty Detmer, Jamarcus Russell? Those guys were all great too. I know. Still, if you was Hurts, age him. What would you? That's a great one. What would you say to Howie if he's balling? I'm I'm Jalen Hurts' agent. (laughs) What am I doing? Tell me what I'm doing right now if I'm Jalen Hurts' agent. And Jalen Hurts is balling by the bye week. Backing up the Brinks truck. (laughs) Hey. That's what I'm saying to him. If he's balling and he's one of the top passers in the NFL by the bye. Don't hit any walls. <laughs> and um, excuse me, I'd like uh, it to be paid in 20s and 10s. <laughs> Why 20s and 10s? it's easier to disperse to all my boys and all my family members, you know? Yeah. 
Plus, I like it making it hard on everybody. <laughs> hey, don't get run over. <laughs> hey, don't get run over. Hey, I want to get run over. I'm suing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gardner Minshew sitting there going, yeah, but that could be me. That could be me. Gardner Minshew, man. He better hope Jalen balls out. Because if he balls out, Gardner Minshew's agent can go to everyone and go, well, the guy just got $50 million. Guy just got $50 million. No harm, no foul. It's not like I'm sitting behind some stiff. I'm not sitting behind Sam Darnold here. I'm sitting behind a guy who just got $50 million. If Jalen fails and they have musical chairs with the quarterback, that doesn't help Gardner Minshew. Unless he starts starting, and Philly's never made it apparent that they're going to put him in there. Gardner has a noodle arm. I love when people keep saying that. Your boy has a non-accurate arm. <laughs> Minshew is, I don't think he's a scrub either. I don't, every time that Gardner Minshew has gone into football games for the Eagles, he's performed well. Who couldn't perform well with the number one running attack and the best O-line in football? And now you have quality talent at Y and Z and your tight end position. I mean, it's not like a guy sitting back there with shit talent. Last year was limited talent. This year you loaded at all positions. I think he's a backup too, GT. But I do think that backups... Because it's such a need with the position, I think he could start. You're telling me he couldn't start in Carolina. I think he could start in Carolina. I think he could. I like the kid Mills in Houston, but I think he could start in Houston. I think he could clearly start in Seattle. And by the way, I would say this probably he could start in Cleveland. Oh, if you I think he's better than Trey Lance right now. <laughs> 49ers don't think Trey Lance is a Yeah, we really love Trey. Trey's my guy. Hey, Jimmy, did you ever think of coming back? Not really. Why? Well, you know, um, yeah, um, well, hey. <laughs> hey, I wonder how that phone call went with John Lynch and Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 we love you. Jimmy, oh my God, I've been seeing you out there working so hard. Have you have you traded me? You know, I wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> you imagine you you imagine Garoppolo, Garoppolo must have his jaw must have hit the floor when the Niners went to him and went, eh. How'd you like to stick around for another year? Yeah. Give me no trade and I get to pick my team at the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, don't say Jimmy Garoppolo and um, in Philly because they hate 30. They hate 42 and 18. They hate 42 and 18. That's his wins and losses. They hate him. Even though the coach 
is 7-28 and 28 without him. They People in Philly hate Jimmy Gene. They call him a loser, even though he's 42-18. and 18. So they hate 42-18. and 18. They don't like those numbers. They like Jalen's numbers. Yeah. Yeah, he's a winner. Jalen's a winner, but Garoppolo sucks. He's 42-18. and 18. Oh, It doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Jalen's a winner, but Jimmy sucks, right? <laughs> been in two NFC Championship games in three years and a Super Bowl, and he sucks at 42 and 18. You're right. <laughs> uh, Kyle knows he needs Jim. Hey, Leo, I know, man, right? <laughs> hey, about the Niners, man, they just went like this. Well, like Trey a lot. <laughs> How many first rounders you give up for? Well, three. What? I'm sorry. What was that? Did you say you gave up three? Mm-hmm. Three. Uh. Three. Three. And you resigned a quarterback. Giving up three first rounders. Smart. Smart. Thoroughly thought out. <laughs> Treated him like shit the entire two years he's been there. The last two years. And now you go back on your hands and knees. Seriously, man. When 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 John Lynch went back to Garoppolo's people, he had to go like this. Um uh <laughs> hey, Jimmy. How come you can't look me in the eye? Well, you know, I got a problem with it, right? <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I can't see you, too. I like people looking me in the eye when we're cutting deals. I can't do it. I really like you, Jimmy. <laughs> How come I can't see your eyes? Why won't you? I never trust a guy who whispers and stands in the dark and talks to you about a deal. Okay, anybody who whispers, I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> well, you gotta read the fine print. I'm sorry, what was that? I can't hear you, man. Speak up. Anybody who whispers and stands in the dark, never trust them. Okay, gotta see the guy and hear the guy. What do you mean? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jim. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that. Hour three, hit the like button. National Football Show, keep it right here. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. 
Oh, and go birds. is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show with your boy Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much for coming aboard. We've had an absolutely fun time today. We really have, okay? Really have. I mean, 10 days out to the start of the NFL season. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Philly 500 was great. By the way, tomorrow's Ice Cube. We're going to talk some sports with our friend Ice Cube tomorrow. Huge fan, and I'm going to make a spin to him, and I'm going to make a bet with him tomorrow that um, the Eagles have more wins than his Raiders. And we'll see who's right. So Ice Cube will join us, I believe. I think he's going to join us in the first hour. So we'll talk with our friend then, and we appreciate him coming on with us as he always does. Big Sills, who's on the hot seat? More Jalen Hurts or Jonathan Gannon. Well, here's something to tell you that you know, and I've been saying this to you. Jonathan Gannon, in my opinion, he deserves not to be on the Eagle coaching staff as much as Jalen Rager deserved not to be on the Eagles' 53-man roster. Okay? That's, to me, I just do not believe he's a good D coordinator. Okay? I don't. I just do not. I think he's the weak link. On that coaching staff, I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he thinks. Keep everything underneath. Come on, man. By the way, I've got the list of quarterbacks that have just been recently ranked by Bledsoe. 
I want to get to those. Also, it's great to see Miles Sanders and Jason Kelsey were back on the practice field yesterday. I thought that was great. Oh, I got a conversation going with Chris Spielman yesterday. Chris Spielman is an executive with the Lions. Can I tell you what he said about one of your Eagle guys? You know, Dan, I'm really looking forward to Aiden Hutchinson playing against Jordan Malata. I said, really? I go, why is that? He goes, Dan, I'll ask you your opinion on Jordan Malata. What do you think his weakness is? Now, I didn't want to do this. Um, I didn't want to give him a heads up on something that I know it's a weakness of Jordan Malata's game. Okay? But I've known Chris for 30 years, and I told him. And he agreed. And this matchup is going to be very interesting to watch. Here's the deficiencies that I do think Malata's getting better at, by the way. I saw him in training camp that he's working at it. Jordan Malata against an effort guy who has a second and third move if the first move fails. If Jordan Malata gets beat on that first move, he can't recover that hot. He's getting better at it. That comes with more playing time. If he gets you on the first move, which he does 80% of the time, but an effort player with more multiple moves that's in tremendous shape, that has an engine that no matter if you get stopped on the first move, he's going to get you potentially on the second and third move. There's very few guys in the NFL that have that kind of motor where they have one, two, three moves and they continue. You have to be in great shape for that. That's a constant motor. And Malata gets, if he gets beat on the first move, he's slow to recovery. You see that all the time on film. Like the pass rushers that that get around him, he's he has a tough time sliding on getting back into position. Um hey. GT, that's what I'm doing. Because with an effort guy, I'm going to run the ball right at that kid. Let's test out his mouthpiece. I completely agree with you. I'm going to run right at Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to run at that kid, run at that kid, run at that kid, run at that kid. I'm going to wear that guy out. I'm going to run at him. I don't want him to get in third and long. But not have a lot of three and outs right out of the gate because he will get to Jalen. They're going to move him around a lot too, by the way, from what I'm understanding. They haven't shown it too much in the exhibition season. I know Chris Spielman, though. They're going to move him up and down the line of scrimmage. I would say they're going to move him more to the wide side of the field, the way I was talking with Chris last night. Um, and they're going to give him and line him up in a wide nine. You know how much you have to slide your feet? Lane's going to have to get his ass out there too because he's going to be matched up against him a couple times because they're going to flip-flop him. Now, 
I said this to Xander before, and I'll say it to you guys. I watched that dude in that Georgia game um, in the Final Four. He got crushed by them Georgia Bulldog guys. I didn't see that guy. Okay? I haven't seen him. And so, you know, they're telling me how great he looks and how good. He got killed in that in that semifinal game. Bulldogs took him out. He was a non-factor. And I don't even know if those tackles got drafted by Georgia. I'm not sure how high they went, but they crushed him. We'll see. Yeah, you went, let him up. These new wide nines, Yale, they put you out there in space and they make them tackle slide, man. To me, they're going to have to slide protect him, I think. Because from all intent purposes, they're telling me that he's really looking good so far. We'll see. I mean, Susan, I saw that. Yeah. Trey Sermon ends up giving them a little bit more depth. But other than that, I really don't think that. Again, it's a by committee. Uh, it's going to be by committee. Mulata will punish Hutchinson. Again, like I said about Mulata, you get him on the first move, he struggles on getting back into technique. And he has. He's. I think he's gotten better than last year. Last year, first moves beat him. Okay, last year, first moves beat him. Darren goes, not worried. Not either, but again, you better be in shape. That's my major concern that I have for the Eagles. Are they going to be in condition? Debbie, I love Milata too, man. I love what he's accomplished in such a short period of time and making himself a guy who could be in Philadelphia for the next 15 years at that position, and he got him in the seventh round. Unbelievable. Larry Allen kind of stuff, finding a guy like that out there in the seventh round, a starter to boot. I, I, I am with you. I, I absolutely love Milano too. I love his attitude. I love his passions. Quarterback gets hit on the sidelines. He's the first guy there to get his boys back. I love that all. I love that stuff. Nobody's going to take and take cheap shots at Jalen Hurts as long as Milano's there. You know, he's kind of like his Dave Schultz, isn't he? Jordan Milata is like Jalen Hurts' Dave Schultz. You think you're going to kick Bobby Clark's ass? Well, guess what, dog? I'm here to tell you that ain't happening. <laughs> okay? That may be too old of a reference for some of you. I apologize. Okay? You probably don't even know who Dave Schultz is. Okay? <laughs> Highway 68. We'll get it done. No worries, Andrew says. Malata's above average moving backwards, but dominant moving forward. Yeah, but Gordon, I think he's gotten better. I think I, I watched him in camp, and I think he's improved getting back into technique when he gets beat on that first initial move. A lot of tackles struggle with that, and a lot of young tackles do. And what I mean by that is you're, you're in front of the guy. He is so dominant when he gets his hands on you. But if a guy gets over him and he's by him, he struggles at sliding that foot and getting that hand back out around and back into position. A lot of guys, that's that's a hard technique, especially when you've got a guy who's 6'7". That's going to be, I'll tell you, one of the weird things about Aiden Hutchinson, he's, I mean, we, we had Lomas Brown on the other day. Lomas is 6'6". Lomas goes, I can't believe how tall he is. Hutchinson's like 6'7 and a half. 
This guy's going to look Jordan Malata in the eye. I mean, he's a big dude, man. Okay, big dude. Seals, I was born in 95. Sorry, gaming. <laughs> okay, shit, you don't even know Hextall then. <laughs> oh, maybe because, you know, he ran the team for a bit, though. Yeah, you probably, you don't even know Hextall. Hextall. God, those those uh, lightning and flyer games down in the barn down in Tampa, man. You should have seen all the flyer fans. When they, when they first got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Flyers would roll into town, every everybody from Philadelphia used to roll in. And all the fans that live in the Bay Area, dude, there's a ton of Flyer fans and Philadelphia natives that live in the Tampa Bay, Sarasota area. Ton of them. And th that's why they – hey, by the way, do you know the Tampa Bay Lightning have, have a Flyers rule? They have a Flyers rule. You know what that is? No team in the lower bowl can wear different gear other than the Lightning. It was because of the Flyers and the Red Wings and the Rangers. They had those, every time the Flyer fans would come in, they, the whole lower bowl would be Flyer gear. You see those orange sweaters all over the joint. You're like, okay, man, that's not a good look. <laughs> no, that's not a good look, man. That, that rule is because of the Flyers, Rangers, and the Red Wings. Fans, they made that shit go away, man. It's because of more so, I would say, more because of the Philly fans uh, that used to come and watch Flyer games. Anyway, so I want to reset this. Where's that thing, man? There we go. How much again have you put on the table? And what game? Are your boys going to come to Jalen and let's make a prediction here. Starting contract talks. What game? I don't think they are. I, I don't think they are until the, the end of the year. I think they franchise tag them. What game? You think they do it after the Lions game? If he throws for 400 yards? Can you imagine that? You think if he has one good big game, oh, I can't wait because this is going to tell me everything I need to know about the future quarterback position in Philly. This guy has a big game and no one's talking to him. They're not sold on him. Six, says GT. Cabana says 23 preseason? You're going to let it go that long? Week eight, week six, one, two, three, four, fives. After the Cowboy game when they're two and four. So when they're two and four, they're going to offer him a contract extension. I say you're two and four and you go nine and four in the back end of the deal. Lions will bring physical, but talent wise. Oh, no. that uh, Sydney, that's exactly what it is right now for that game. The Lions are not in the Eagles' talent room, but they'll be in better shape. They'll be in completely better shape than the Eagles. 
after he beats Wentz for the second time. 300 passing, 65 rushing. Shit, man, this guy's a machine. So you're saying after week 10, after he beats hot on a hat, hat on a hat says week 10. I don't, hey, <laughs> okay. So he starts that season out two and four. You think they're giving him a contract extension. All right. <laughs> All right. Russell Wilson got paid. Russell Wilson got paid. 245, 165 guaranteed. Woo! And you guys are telling me that management sold on him. Xander thinks so. D- D- Xander, don't you think so? They're sold? Well, shit, if they're sold, man. They should be talking contract right now. Woo! They should be talking big money. 45 annually. Oh, he said he never said that. Said that Lori likes Jalen Hurts and he makes the call on the quarterback. Oh, hmm. interesting. See, the one thing that I love about, and I'm starting to love about Howie Roseman, he don't love anybody on his team. He falls in like with them. I think that's an important thing to have as a general manager. I think Howie Roseman falls in like with his guys. He falls in like. Jerry Jones falls in love with his guys. And there lays the problem, and there lays the overpayment and the overpricing of his guys. Every one of these – look how many guys are on one-year prove-it contracts in Philly. By the way, I, I happen to think that that's a problem and an issue for me. How many positions have they added talent at? Let's take a look at that for a minute. So you added an outside edge rusher. You've added a cornerback. You've added a safety. You've added a linebacker. One, two, three, four. You, I mean, these are starters. You know, you could say you added Dean. You could say you added Jordan Davis. So you basically changed half the defense with new guys. And you think every single one of these players are going to have career years? You think Bradbury's going to have a career year? You think CJ's going to have a career year? You think Kaiser White, Kaiser White's going to have a career year? And you think Hassan Reddick's going to have a career year? All of those guys are going to have career years, changing half the defense out. Yeah, because that's happened. That's a lot of changes is what I'm saying. That's a lot of new faces in your locker room for limited practicing. That's all I'm saying. Okay? You're not concerned about that. And I like the fact, and by the way, what I love the fact with Eagle fans, you guys are looking at it with the glass half full in a positive light. I look at it as, boy, every time I see a lot of changes on defense or I see a lot of additions on the team, I really don't see a lot of success. That the teams that don't make a lot of moves traditionally have the most success. 
Buccaneers had to add a defensive tackle because of Sue not being in there, so they added the DT from Chicago. They needed to add a tight end, really two positions. I mean, look, the Packers didn't add anybody, even after Devontae Adams left. They went in the draft and got a kid. They really didn't add anybody to the room. They actually went out and reinvested in their corner and in their edge rusher, guys that they had been developing. Look at what the Bills did even. They added Von Miller. They added a pass rusher because they know in the AFC you need a pass rusher. And they got another pass rusher on the other side, the kid from the University of Houston. So they got two pass rushers now on the perimeter in Buffalo. Why? Well, you got to get to Burrow. You got to get to Justin Herbert. You've got to now get to Russell Wilson. Okay? you There's very – all the good teams have not added a lot. The Eagles – would we not agree the Eagles added the most and changed their roster over more than any team? Is, is am, I, am I right when I say that? The Eagles changed their team over more than any team in the offseason. You think that's not a problem? Am I right or wrong to bring that up? Okay. Is there a team that changed their roster over more? Let me think. That's a contender. Well, Dallas had to cut guys because of cap issues. Did the Saints turn their roster over? Not really. They got a healthy um, Jameis Winston back. Did the Rams? They added, they added the um, Bobby Wagner. And who else they had? Allen Robinson? Well, because they lost Odell and they lost Vaughn. So they added those two. It's kind of a push. The big question in San Francisco is what they did at quarterback. But guess what they decided? We're too talented to let a quarterback that's 42 and 16 go. We can't just do that. They blinked and didn't want to go down that route because – if that guy gets out of the gate and struggles, he's on a short hook automatically. You know he is. Or they would have let Garoppolo go and they would have cut his ass. Look how many how many positions, new wide receiver. So look how many starters out of the 22 guys. One, two, three, four, five new guys. Out of your 22. That's quite a difference than a year ago, isn't it? There's no stability there. A little bit on offense, more so because you only added one true dude. Well, you added Pascal, but, you know, he's a backup dude. That defense, so here, and here's where I'm going with it. So if they were confused last year with Jonathan Gannon's style of defense and schemes and everything, you think five new guys on defense are not going to be confused going into the start of the regular season? Kobe Dean struggling, just figuring out what Jonathan Gannon is trying to accomplish. But we're sitting here on September 1, 10 days out from the start of the season going, no biggie here. To the other side of the conversation, these guys are all pros, though. Kaiser White's been a professional. James Bradbury's been a pro. 
CJ's a pro. These are not guys who have not been starters, so they know what's in front of them. CJ's got 10 days to figure out Jonathan Gannon's defense when last year Fletcher Cox needed seven regular season games in an entire offseason. But CJ's going to figure it out in 10 days. That's quite an ask. That's quite an ask. Only thing in the way of our defense is Gannon. It's his job to lose. Leo, this is what I would do if I was the coordinator on that defense. I'd have five fronts. Two bases. Two different styles of coverages and disguise off of those coverages and make it as simple as I could. You got a lot of new faces over there. And people, I, I I heard Barrett, and I love him, you know that, but I heard Barrett saying, you could be so multi-different in a 34, 43, 46, 50 look, all of that. So you're going to ask five new guys on your starting 11 who still don't understand the base fronts yet and understand the technique techniques that Jonathan Gannon, when they struggled last year, in defending the pass. They were terrible defending the pass. And that's with Darius Slay. People tell me all the time, Darius Slay's a shutdown corner. Well, that secondary was crushed last year. Quarterbacks were made to look like they belonged, every one of them, in Canton. And that's your coordinator. Keep everything in front of me. Gannon needs to simplify it. Not have these multi-fronts. You guys are going, well, Gannon has no excuses. He never did have an excuse. Like I told you yesterday, you know one of the cool things about Jim Johnson, former D coordinator for the Eagles? Hugh Douglas was playing like he was Junior Seau. And you know, he, hey, you know what Ron Rivera used to do with Junior Seau? Junior Seau, when he got to New England, they hated the way he – Junior's a great guy, and he was a friend of mine, okay? He was a friend of mine. I did a lot of charity things with Junior Seau, especially when he was down in Miami with the Dolphins. But I'll tell you, when he got there, ask Rodney Harrison how he played. They would get on his ass all the time because he would break down the structure of the defense, and he would just be Junior Seau. You know what that is? Completely blow the technique up, run around a play, and then run 25 yards down the field and tackle the guy because it was his guy he was supposed to tackle. That guy was so gifted that he would blow a defense up. And he didn't stay in the structure of the defense ever when he played. But they coordinated around that because he was so gifted. Junior Seau never really played in a structured defense. Lawrence Taylor did. LT knew every single position that was on the field. You know, as much as LT has troubles off the field in his life, where he was a school teacher and a professor, Lawrence Taylor knew every single nuance of everybody's technique and position on the field. Because that's just who he was. He was taught that by Bill Belichick. And he understood the importance of it. Junior Sale never did that. 
Hugh Douglas was like that. So what did Jim Johnson do? Came up with a front that took advantage. Jonathan Gannon never showed any of that. And that's why every time we get Seth Joyner on here or we get Hollis Thomas, those guys go like this. There's no excuses when you hear people say this. Okay, there's no excuses. Well, he didn't have the talent last year. Well, Jesus criminy guy, you're a coordinator. Figure it out. That's why it's called coordinator. He didn't have the talent. Oh, now he's got an abundance of it. And you got five new guys. You know where I would feel comfortable? If the Eagles made no moves on defense. And everybody was back and they're learning the system again. And they're learning how to learn the technique. Now you got five new guys in there. That's a lot. And shit, what? TJ played half the year last year. Xavier goes, last year, nobody knew the D. This year, the second year, comes easy. You got five new guys in your huddle. How can it come easy? You got five brand new faces in your huddle this year. How's that easy? You know, you, you go like this, it's, 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 it's the same system back. Yeah, for a handful of guys. You got a bunch of new faces on that defensive side. And everyone's under the assumption, you know, we, you know we've been so isolated on looking at Jalen in the offense. Here's the problem here. You don't have the same defensive players and personnel back that you had last year. So you can't use that formula. Well, Gannon's back for a second year and they know what they're doing. That's not true. You don't have the same personnel back. You've completely revamped the defense. Or you think those guys last year were any dumber than this year's guys? Oh, I see. These guys are smarter. Are they better players? That, yes. And and that does go along with a quicker learning curve. I agree. Okay. Eagles grab, I, 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 I saw that double O. More depth. Again, I don't think it's a monster move. It's just more depth. And also, too, it's probably insurance when it comes to the running back position that Miles Sanders, again, has injury issues. Silio, you think we let Gannon go and sign Fangio? No, because that's a testament of a defeat and also of a mistake that's on Howie. Howie signed and hired these coaches. Sirianni probably threw his two cents in. And like I told you, how he probably did it. How he had a sheet of three, na- uh, three pages, had about 25 or 30 coaches on it. And he told Sirianni to pick them off him. That's how you load the deck. Sirianni can tell you, the media and everybody, I picked the coaches. Not really. You think you're going to let a first-year head football coach who has never had any experience whatsoever in picking a coaching staff really go out and pick coordinators and assistant coaches? You're not going to do that. Would you do that to run your company? Well, the guy's never been a CEO. Okay. I'm going to let him hire department heads. You would do that? I wouldn't. I want to know who these department heads he wants to hire. And I want to hear them and I want to interview them myself. 
because I want to see what kind of hiring practices he has. Okay, he's a head coach. Remember that. And he was a coordinator. That's all he ever was, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni is, what's that thing with the seedling thing where you put the seeds in the dirt and you watch the flower grow? Same thing can be said about his ass. He He's not established. Jalen Hurts is not established. The quarterback's not established. The head coach is not established. The DC's not established. Come on, man. Use some common sense here. Philly D goes, we're going to find out against the Vikings in week two. You bet you are. That football is going to be thrown around the yard at Lincoln Financial for the home opener. I would tell you this. I would not shock me if Kirk Cousins throws the ball 55 times in that game. It would not shock me. Dalvin Cook's also the best back on the field. It would not shock me to see that kind of number. And if you get in the back and forth with the Vikings, you'll lose that game because you don't have the offensive power that the Vikings do. Remember, least amount of turnovers last year. You got a 1,500-yard receiver. You got a 1,400-yard back. You got a tie-in and K.J. Osborne who could play. And Adam Thielen on the other side can play. That's a very good offense. And they were good last year. Their defense sucked. That's why Zimmer was blown out. His forte is defense. How can you suck on defense in Minnesota? Makes no sense. And you try blaming the quarterback? There was no issues with the offense last year in Minnesota whatsoever. Newbie coach has a great roster. He does. I think Minnesota's going to be a sleeper team this year. It wouldn't shock me if they script some plays for Rager to get him into the end zone against us. If Jalen Rager gets into the end zone, dude, he fell on a ball that was knocked out of someone's hands. I, 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 I Hey, man. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm saying I'm hoping for the kid, but dude, man, I mean, I've not seen anything that makes me go he's a player. We'll see, man. Maybe a new – hey, have we ever seen a wide receiver go somewhere else and be a superstar? I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah, Wes Welker. Wes Welker's a great example of that. He was a special teams guy in San Diego. Then when he went to the Dolphins, he was a special teams guy. They started playing him, and then in – New England, he had Brady, though. And he turned into a an absolutely great slot receiver. He'll be returning punts for them? Probably. That's another question, too, with the Eagles. Who's returning punts for the Eagles? Chris Carter, Eagles, Vikings. Outstanding, Gordon. Outstanding. I didn't think Chris sucked, though, with the, with the Eagles. Jalen, he sucked. His numbers were not very good. I never thought Chris Carter sucked with Philly. His problem was blow. It wasn't his numbers, man. His problem was his off-the-field behavior. You know? He was his worst undoing, Chris Carter. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that Chris's performance in Philly was below par. His drug use got him out of out of Philadelphia. It's a fact. Uh, Danny Woodhead turned out to be a pretty good player when he got cut by the Jets and he went up to New England. He that kind of used him in the slot and such, right? Yeah, he caught everything. It, Chris Carter had some of the greatest hands of all time. 
Okay, he looked just some of the greatest hands. Caught everything in front of him. Spectacular hands. That Jefferson kid's like that. Got those great hands, man. I mean, just catches everything out there. Is it? You know, I never thought about it until what Philly 500 said. So they send they send J Jaw to Seattle, and they could have had DK Metcalf, and then they send Jalen Rager to Minnesota, where Justin Jefferson is. What a weird message. What a weird thing, how that lined up. Was that by intention? Really weird, right? Jay Jock goes to Seattle on a deal. Yeah, they could have had DK Metcalf. And they sent him up there. Oh, all right. Then they send Jalen Rager to Minnesota, where Justin Jefferson is. It's kind of weird, too, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, coincidence, Yale? Okay, I mean... Not that I'm a coincidence guy. <laughs> hey, fancy. Yeah, that's not big sales trolling you, man. But is it? Hey, that's how I saw it too. Fancy, after Philly 500 said that, I went like this. Is he trolling those two teams? Is he trolling Seattle and Minnesota? This guy's feeling so good for himself. He's trolling Seattle and Minnesota. Come on, man. Can, give, give me that conspiracy. Come on, Xander. That can't be a coincidence. I sent J. Jaw to Seattle. Yeah, I could have had DK Metcalf. You know, like, weird, but all right. But, but then when Rager went to Minnesota, all right, come on. Dude, that has to be a Howie troll. Yeah, it just worked out that way. <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, okay. It just so happened to work out that way. I don't know about that. The only the only gut troll is how he's piss poor scouting. He wasted those picks and should learn how. To... Hey, Leo, that's another thing. I think Howie Roseman has learned, actually. I think he's become a better general manager over the last three years since that whole fiasco. And if, and if you're the owner, hey, how about this? Would we not agree? Would we not agree to this? You think Howie Roseman's been a better general manager since they let Wentz and Doug Peterson go? I do. Howie's not a, a talent evaluator. Okay. But I think he's listening more. And I'll tell you why, and here's the example of why they're listening more. So Andrew Barry was in the Eagle front office. He's a general manager of the Browns. Joe Douglas was in the Eagle front office. He's the GM of the Jets. The guy Waddell now is the assistant general manager in Pittsburgh. It was in line to be the head guy in Pittsburgh, but they wanted to stay in-house. So three guys come out of his development of a front office. So Howie is developing talented people around him to evaluate the football team's roster more. That's called listening. His forte is looking into the future and seeing what the cap is going to look like and what the roster is going to look like. 
I'll tell you, man, he got Wentz off the books. Jeffries jumps off the books this offseason. You know, I mean, they're going to have money. The cap's going to go up. They got first-round draft choices. They got the leverage over Jalen's agent. Jalen's agent comes in and starts asking for a King's ransom. The Eagles are in a position where they can go get a rookie quarterback. And they have a ready-made team for a passer. They're not going to be held hostage by Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has a 3,500, 3,600-yard passing season this year, 25 touchdowns, and they make it, say, to the NFC title game. And they come back and want $45 million. They'll franchise tag his ass, and they'll sit there and tell him, hey, we're not going in that room. We're not paying that guy that money. We're not ready there. We're not there yet. They have the leverage. They have the franchise tag. And they have the draft choices to make that happen and to put that agent in his place. The only leverage that Jalen Hurts will have this coming season was if he plays out of his mind. If he has 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns, then we're, then he will get that money on the open market. But if he what I think has a 5% increase, 3,600 yards, 3,700 yards, 23 touchdowns. Eagles hold all the cards, man. They'll look at that guy and go like this. You're not getting $45 million from us. <laughs> that ain't happening. I don't care who you are. Because they'll go into the draft. Get back on a rookie contract again. And have a better passer. This dude's in the room, man. Okay, you ain't making $45 million, GT. GT, there is, I'll, I'll make this statement to you here on September 1. There is no way Jalen Hurts will ever make $45 million a year in Philadelphia. Never. I said it. No one else has the cannolis. I said it. Not happening. One, that owner ain't paying that. No way. No way. Okay. Cilio, what does a team-friendly deal look like to you for Hertz? Three years, 35 million. 35 to... 35 to 38 million, 40 million in there, three-year contract. That's what it looks like to me. Somewhere in that conversation. Okay? Somewhere in there. That's what I'm saying. Jesse goes, watch, Sills. He gets Garoppolo next year. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd rather stick with Jalen. Okay, even though Garoppolo would make the team better, I'll, I'll, st I'll, I'll stick with what they're doing. They're building something. That's what I would do, too, if I – wait, hey, you know how you guys always look at me and go, why would he do that? Tom Brady did it for 20 years in New England. He'll never do it, his agent. Well, Don Yee is Tom Brady's agent. They took haircuts. Tom Brady had never any time in his illustrious Hall of Fame Goat career, was he the highest paid player in the league ever? Ever. Because he reinvested in himself and he reinvested in the team. He knew the team around him needed to be built in the O-line. 
If Jalen's smart and his people are smart, they'll see that. If you grab the bag of money, you'll be Joe Flacco. Here, watch this. If they give him $45, $50 million, you're getting rid of A.J. Brown the following year. You're not going to have a $50 million quarterback who has marginal numbers and a wide receiver who gets 975 yards. Why would I do that? I could keep the kid Devontae Smith on a rookie deal making $980,000. It's what he's making this year base. Why would I do that? Okay. No, I'm not saying you've seen the best of Hurts. I'm saying that he's going to have incremental improvements. Like every guy in the league. And here... Deal. You want Jalen Hurts to do something that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, Joe Montana, you name them, have never been able to do. Run for 900 yards and throw for 4,200 yards <laughs> and win a Super Bowl. Who? <laughs> Tom Brady's not involved in the run game. Aaron Rodgers not involved at all in the run game. Those guys are only just looking at the passing game give a shit about the run game that's up to the o-line in the backs that short passing game you want to have play i get all that i know that all right let's take a time out hit the like button keep it here on the national football show Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Big Sills National Football Show. Please hit the like button. I'll let you guys into my life just a little bit here. Little secret here, okay? So my daughter is going back to Grand Canyon University. She's the captain of her rugby team. They were the number two team in the country last year. Of course, they lost to Penn State. No Cilio could beat Penn State. I don't know what that is. Okay? And my daughter goes like this to me after they got beat by Penn State. She's like, oh, Dad, we have a lot in common. I go, what? We both lost to Penn State. Hey? <laughs> hey? <laughs> so, they raised money. So I, damn, I shouldn't, I don't know. So I called my friend, Mike Broomhead, who's the morning guy at KTAR in Phoenix. And I said, hey, can you put the coach and Didi on? But you can't tell her I did this because she'll come down and she'll kick the shit out of me. She wants to do everything herself. No help from her dad. It's okay. That's okay. So the head coach knows that I set this up with my friend, who's like the number one guy in Phoenix on KTAR. So Mike's like, hey, Sills, I got it all set up. He does the, he's the morning guy. Huge radio show. So Danielle's all excited, this and that. And Lizzie's like, hey, this better not get me. And I go, hey. so they're going to they're gonna try to bring some exposure for the program, which is really good. I mean, but my kid, man, dad, I don't need any help. I mean, get this. So last year they needed gear. So what did I do? Hey, okay. What did I do? I called up the Adidas guys and I go like this. Hey man, can you get and um, outfit the uh, Grand Canyon University men's and boys team? Sure enough, Adidas guy goes, what do you need, Sills? And I said, do, do the whole team. You can. Okay. Do the boys too because the boys are going to need it too. Dad. Did you call Adidas? Yeah, I called Adidas. How come you didn't tell me? And I go, Danielle, your coach called me and asked me if I can help. So she's like, so I got the whole team outfitted with Adidas gear free. (laughs) Wasn't like they paid. They didn't have to. I think they maybe paid three grand for like home and away practice, bunch of practice stuff, free shoes, free cleats. Okay, Ugh. my kid's a pain in the ass, man. Oh, 
Yeah, I, I, I do that. I do that for a lot of programs because sometimes women's sports or like, um, you know, some of the club sports that they have in college, they don't get free gear. And if somebody calls me like St. Mary's up in San Francisco, ask me for my help. If I know people like equipment managers, I'll call an equipment manager up, get a contact. I know the 49er guy very well. And so like I called them and they got them free gear. So yeah, Leo, um, I do that all the time, man. I mean, like, you know, Hey, I've actually done it for temple. I've done it for temple. When Al Golden was there, I got him free. Um, I got him a really great connection when they, I forget either was, I think it was Nike. I'm not sure. I think it was Nike or may have been under armor. I can't remember what, what temple was then. But I, I, I know, I know the, I know Kevin at Under Armour, the founder. He's a University of Maryland. Hey, check this out. So Kevin, who founded Under Armour, went to college with me at Maryland, and he used to work out with me and Len Bias. How freaking crazy is that? Right? Really great stuff, man. Really great. Okay, they're home. I got to be quiet now. I can't tell you anything about what's going on with like anything like that because you know I get. In <laughs> oh man you guys wow you better not crap the bed in 2022 hey jalen you know what jalen has in front of him right now that dude has a bag of money in a brinks truck waiting for him Hey, do you guys? Hey, maybe I'm gonna be the guy at the Novacare Center doing this. We have a bet, Sills. Won't you tell the people the bet, GT? Tell them what the bet is. Yeah, hey, BC, that Moraga School is great. St. Mary's, it is. See, University of San Francisco is pretty damn cool too. BC, I'm very fond of uh, Jesuit schools. Very fond of Jesuit schools. I went to Jesuit schools my whole life until I got to college. Then I went to Miami. <laughs> I don't know what that's called. Good impression of the Brinks truck. Paul, Paul, do you think this is going down? <laughs> Just keep your daughter away from the camouflage. Ronald, you better not be a Penn State guy. Okay. Oh, that's right. I'm giving all you guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Xander's going to have a bunch of you guys that'll be on the rant list. I think we have a long list of rants. If that goes down, I think it'll probably be a full day. Or maybe we'll just cut it into an hour that I'll give you guys. That you guys get to just go off on Cilio. And I have to take it. And you got to keep it clean. You got to keep it clean. Okay. You got to keep it clean. All right. Oh, real quick. Here are the rankings, talent wise, not where they'll go in the draft of the top four quarterbacks. 
in the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. Number one, BC, you're right. It's C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. He's rated the number three player in the draft. Now, will he go number one? Probably. We're talking talent and evaluation here, okay? The number four player, that's a quarterback, is Bryce Young. He's rated number four. Now, will he be in the top ten? Could he be a run? What if Philly had an opportunity to draft him? Would you draft him? Even if Jalen plays well? You're going to let Bryce Young walk by? Would you let Bryce Young walk by? Eh, I get Jalen. Bryce Young goes to New York. You let him walk by? Will Levis, Kentucky, number five. And Tyler Van Dyke is rated 35th. Now, again, the quarterback position is going to be a little different here. So, C.J. Stroud, number three. Bryce Young, number four. Will Levis, number five. And Tyler Van Dyke, number 35. Those are your top four quarterbacks as of September 1. Tomorrow's a football Friday. Football's on right now, too, by the way. Pitt and West Virginia. College football season's here this weekend. This is really the last weekend, too. And this football Friday, I can't I can't wait for tomorrow, and I can't wait for next week, too, as well. Long extended weekend, too, coming up for Labor Day for many of you. I can't wait to the football Friday tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Xander, awesome job as always. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. I can't thank you guys enough for coming aboard and what you're doing for my show and Jacob Sports. Thank you. Till tomorrow, we'll see you on the flip side.